Select the one to fight with. Get it on. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Yes, sir. Pick and choose the right one. Get it on. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello everyone and welcome to the Wake Up Super Podcast, where you can find your gaming and nerd culture news in the morning. I am Vernon, or Sir the Third, as you might find me on Twitter, and with me is my usual co-host, Max Northrup, or uh, Mega Max Star, joined by my Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Oh, I do have a Twitch. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. Got his head. Fuck it. So, the goal of this podcast is to be kind of a casual conversation piece where me and Max can try to entertain others with our general bullshittery that we do by talking to each other all the time anyway. <laughs> uh, so we decided to record it and put it out. And keep update on news that might interest a lot of people like us. Uh, whether that be fighting game news, uh, video game news, uh, nerd culture in general. I use that term loosely. Very loosely. <laughs> Fucking loosey-goosey over here. Uh... <laughs> And in general, just try to have something that maybe just Sunday morning, you know, you just got done with your locals on Thursday or Saturday night, and you're really tired and you're up way too late, you know, trying to fucking no round brown that asshole you found online. <laughs> and you wake up and you're sipping your coffee and going, I want to listen to two dumbasses talk about video games for a long period of time. <laughs> well, this is the podcast for you. Hey. So to start it off, we're going to go into our week's max. Over the past week, what nerd culture stuff have you consumed? And since it's the first episode, you can dig down into your pockets a little. You can dip back. <laughs> um, well, um, I'm prepping up for my next locals coming up here. So I've been doing a lot of practicing for Dragon Ball. Um, so far in just nerd culture and stuff that I've been watching, I've been watching through JoJo's Part 4. Um, getting close to finishing it, very close. We've been talking about it a lot, so... It's so... Part 4 is still my favorite. Part 4 is pretty good. Um, I still might like Part 3 better, just because of the whole plot in itself, but we'll see. I like... I I, I think Akira is a pretty cool uh, antagonist, too, so... We'll, we'll see. Uh, Akira is one of those villains that, like, the more you watch, the better he gets. He gets very... He gets some stuff and has some episodes that are Kira-centric, and you just fully realize, like, oh, this guy's ridiculous. <laughs> he does seem pretty powerful, so his stand seems kind of broken. Oh, it only gets better. If only <laughs> Heaven's Door is, like, the next b broken thing I've seen. I told you. You were right. I, I didn't think he would make an actual, like, legit physical form for his manga. Like, I didn't think he would make a physical form for a manuscript to possibly work, but hey, he's got it. It's the fucking most powerful sand ever. Like... Yeah, you just immediately do it to everybody you meet so that they can't hurt you ever. It's like, okay, well, you win. <laughs> but uh, what have you been up to, Vernon? So, was it two weeks ago I watched uh, Shazam? The Shaq movie? What? No, motherfucker! <laughs> uh... <laughs> I was uh, the new DC movie with one of the only DC heroes that I really enjoy. Yeah. Really good movie. I haven't watched Wonder Woman, so I I refrain to say the best DC movie, but out of the ones I have seen, definitely the best. Because Shazam is a hero that is excited to be a hero, and you don't have to deal with, like, ugh, 
what do I do with this power? Have you ever expressed? Like, I don't want to get too spoilery because some people haven't seen it. It's a relatively new movie. Yeah. But, like, it's a great movie. Super nice. The effects are really good. It's bright. It's colorful where it needs to be. And who the fuck is the actor? Fucking Zachary Levi fucking did an amazing job playing Shazam. Like, it was amazing. And the kid that played with him, uh, was it Mark Strong? Or is that the... I'm not too sure about the actors. No. Uh, uh, that'd be Jack Grazer. Okay. Jack Grazer's the kid that plays Billy's best friend. That kid does an amazing job of interacting with Zachary Levi like he's still Billy. So, like, when he's in, goes from kid form to to Shazam, Jack still talks to him like a normal person. That's good. And Zachary Levi does a great job of playing a kid in an adult's body. Super fun. Got some whole cackles out of the entire theater, including me. That's good. I think that's a good thing to go for, too. I feel like a lot of the movies, they have, like, small bits of comedy. I think comedy-wise, sorry to, like, kind of go off the track, but, like, Thor Ragnarok, that was probably, like, the funniest superhero movie ever. Thor Ragnarok, as much as I love Spider-Man? Well, okay. Thor Ragnarok is the best live-action superhero movie. (laughs) I agree. It's so good. Spider-Verse is the best, is the best superhero movie. I haven't watched Spider-Verse yet, unfortunately. It's so fucking good. What are you doing? Stop <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Buy it on Amazon. Watch it. And that's a, that's a thing for everyone in the world. If you, for some reason, are listening to this podcast and you have not seen Into the Spider-Verse, stop listening to the podcast. Make sure to give us a favorite and, and a review on iTunes. <laughs> Because uh, that's a thing that people plug for their podcast. Of course. Uh, hit us up, Audible. Please. Uh, or was it Casper Mattress, the other one? <laughs> yeah, Audible hits up uh, a couple people for podcasts. That'd be dope if we got <laughs> sponsored by Audible. <laughs> if if only. But watch Into the Spider-Verse. It is probably one of my favorite movies. And I'm a big Spider-Man guy. Same. That movie has done Spider-Man better than any other movie. The yes, that includes Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Even though Sam Raimi's Spider-Man's are great. You, you've definitely sold me. I love Spider-Man so much. Alrighty, so moving on to... What games have you been playing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, news for time. Because I've been playing... I've been playing Sekiro. Hey, that's a good fucking game. Sekiro is pretty dope. I've been... I gotta save up for Sekiro, because I really want to get it, but... Yeah, it's $60, and $60 is a tough thing. You gotta be yeah frugal enough. I am almost done with my first playthrough of Sekiro. I want to 100% trophy it, so I have to... You have to play through twice to get all the trophies. That's interesting. Uh, because there's an upgrade material you can only get a certain number of, and you need to upgrade everything. But, I feel like in this game, as opposed to other from Because every From Software game has a point where you stop dying a lot. Yeah, that's the usual. Right? Every Every game... You know, Bloodborne, you reach it probably, I would say, like, a bit after Blood Starved, where, like, a boss is the only thing that really kills you from now on. Yeah. Until you get 
to the dumb frenzy zone. His oh, frenzy is a bad mechanic. Boy. Yeah. It uh, is. Dark Souls One, you get it like right after Sen's Fortress, like right when you get to An Orlando. Yes, you have Ornstein and Smog that will cuck you, but like every, everything has that point. I feel like this game, that point is a lot sooner, which is than good. other games. Yeah, I think like. If the game feels rewarding very early on and within your first playthrough, I think that's like what you should shoot for, especially with From Software, because Dark Souls has been just known for you just to constantly fail and retry, fail and retry until you get it right. Um, I've seen a lot of gameplay of Sekiro, and it seems like um, just how fluid the combat is, it just feels nice and rewarding to just do the things that you want to do and then just kick a bunch of ass. Sekiro is a is a rhythm game. That sounds pretty dope. I like that because unlike every other uh, FromSoft game, where like you have this option, right? In every other game, you have this option that that is you don't have to do it, but if you do it, you get big and ballsy and you get a huge reward. Sekiro really doesn't have that. Hmm. The parry button in this game, you have to just do it. I like that. The only ballsy thing you can really do is try to either use your shinobi tools for a cheat, which if you're playing Sekiro and you're stuck on something, use firecrackers. Firecrackers, best best tool in that entire game. <laughs> it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Firecrackers are so good. But it's... You get a little less of that, but, but because it's an action game. But yeah, it's once you get good enough at it, like, one of the... Like, at the third tier point boss, like, when you first progress the night air quotes to use bloodborne terms the first boss you beat to do that he has this flurry of attacks you do if you perfect parry each individual one you break his posture and you instantly take away a whole health bar that's pretty rewarding like if you get good at parrying you can win the game Hmm. now there are enemies that you have to you know keep attacking and then recognize the patterns like the infamous lady butterfly oh, tip for her. Just go in until you hear a sound and then get ready to parry. But almost done with that game. Super good. I would say has some of my favorite from software fights in general. And not even from just an aesthetic standpoint, but from a story standpoint, from a game mechanic standpoint. Like, Lady Butterfly's up there. And I'm sure you've seen online people complaining about Lady Butterfly. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh... There is a boss later that I'm not going to say that is probably about a bit past the halfway point. A very emotional fight. But then you can fight a different form of that boss. Hmm. And you can do it almost immediately. And you would think like, oh, I just beat this guy. If I'm going to rematch him, it's going to be a fucking joke because I bopped him. I bopped him super hard. Joke's on you. That version of him has a completely different moveset. That's like when you beat this guy in Locals, and then you see him at, at the tournament, you see him in brackets, and you're like, Pff, this fucking joke. <laughs> what? He's going to run. He's going to run Goku and Goku and Goku. Goku. I'm going to win so hard. And then he hits you with the hit. Uh-oh. With the fucking Zamasu. Uh-oh. With, with, the, with the fucking Broly. Like... Like you're like this is this is not what X. None of these characters play like a Goku. 
Dude, what happened? Dude's running fucking Piccolo, and he's just mixing you up in the corner. Yeah, he's, like, he's running Pic- Piccolo, Bart. He's just running... Fu- you, he's just what Hook. happened is that, yeah, you fought Hook when Hook was messing around and played all Goku's. <laughs> and then Hook saw you in bracket and went, oh, yeah? See, I don't know if you know, but Hook tried to play Budokai 3. I, I did hear something about Hook, that. Hook got his booty blown out. <laughs> so what happened... Wahahapawa, uh, you, you played Hook. In Budokai 3. And you're like, man, this motherfucker easy. I don't know what they're talking about. And then you see him in fighters and you're like, oh. Oh, oh no. Oh, I'm, I'm, A real I've fighting been, game. <laughs> I've been put through the wash. I love Budokai 3, though. The game's dope. Tenkaichi 3, baby. That's a Give game. me all those characters, even if they're all just fucking... Even if they're all the same. Copies of each other. <laughs> Listen, Fighters already has a clone mechanic in the storyline. And it's Goku. Ten- Tenkaichi 3 is just a clone game. Yeah. I like it, though. It's a cool clone game. What other What other game could you play Frieza Soldier? You're right. <laughs> what other game can you play uh, Puar? Or not Puar. What was it? Uh, a pool? Yeah, it's a pool. <laughs> but yeah, good game. Good game. Alrighty, so let's move on to what's going on for um, recently in terms of news, everything going on. We have a couple of things to talk about, so we'll go through each of it. Uh, the most recent thing that's happened is as of it, can we say can we say recent? Yeah. The thing currently happened. Yeah, it's literally, I mean, it's it's about to happen in, like, less than an hour. It's about to happen. Joker is coming out for Smash. His trailer was released, and is along with uh, the 3.0 update for Smash. Um, I, all of us uh, within our friend group have played Persona 5. All of, um, only a couple of us have beat the game. I don't know how far you got. I think you got to Shido Dungeon, right? Yep, and I just haven't touched it in months. Nate did the same thing, so it's all right. Um, it, it, it's not that it's... I did the exact same thing. It's not that it's bad. Yeah, I just got busy yeah. with stuff. And that's right close to the tail end of the game anyway, so... But... No, 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 no. No, the, I'm, I'm sorry. The second dungeon. Oh, Madarame. Yes, Madarame. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well, you still know a decent amount, and, you know, you've seen enough to just understand everything that joker has been doing so he's got a gun he's got a gun he's got gun fuck you snake neutral b is gun neutral which also means kirby can get a gun oh finally after years of asking sakurai has given me what i wanted give kirby a gun 2019 the hashtags finally worked wait didn't he have a gun with bayonetta yeah, but, like, those aren't really... Guns. That's not a gun. Yeah, see, I agree. Bayonetta's guns are different. They're not the same. See, now, Kirby keeps that motherfucking thing on him. <laughs> He's got the strap, dude. He's ready to fucking pull up. Fucking Joker looks so good. <laughs> Joker, oh my god, his render is so good. His skin, I, I'm so glad they gave him his Shibuya school skin. It looks so fucking, Look at like, that slick. handsome, smart boy. He is the best. I love him. Who cheats super hard? <laughs> that's most. Of the, that's most of the uh, Persona characters. They're all Chads. But uh, so far, just from what we've seen from the trailer, literally like everything that Joker has done, just it it just oozes out like references, and I love it. And it looks so good. Uh, I'm gonna be playing the fuck out of him for like a long time because I enjoy everything about him. Um. The stage two, the memento stage, is amazing. I am so happy 
that they are bringing in Persona 4 and Persona 3 music along with it too. The stage ain't legal for fuck, but I'm going to play the Battlefield in the Mega version 100% all the time because, my goodness, the music on there is on point. Every piece of music that I wanted on there, and then some. There's a remix of uh, the one... uh, I'm trying to remember what the song's called, actually. Um... I want to say it's called Shapeshifter, but that doesn't sound Be- Beneath right. the Mask. I know what one you're talking Beneath about. Beneath the Mask. Yeah. Yep. They did a remix, and it was a remix by um, Xenoblade, uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, music director, which is a very interesting. They played it through the trailer, and it sounded really nice, and I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, as much as I'm not a huge fan of, like, let's turn this slow song into a fight song, I think they did a really good job. Like, in personal opinion, I'm not a huge fan of uh, the Snake Eater cover. Oh, yeah. In, not that it's bad, but, like, Snake Eater's this fucking James Bond-esque power ballad, and now it's kind of this, like, EDM-ish, like, there's no lyrics to it, which, like, half of the fucking, half of Snake Eater's appeal is the fucking spirit this woman puts into it. Yeah. But everything that they've done for Joker and the stage, top-notch. Honestly, it probably... It's one of the best DLCs I've ever seen that, at least for Smash Bros. sake, do, where it's just amazing, and I think it raises the bar by a high amount, and it'll, it might give us a higher expectation for whatever the next DLC might be, but I think that's better, because then, like, Nintendo can just, like, put us in awe again for the next DLC for whoever it is. So, okay, before I talk too much, let me, let me get my, I... I like the Memento stage because it's cool looking, right? And it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. However, visually, I find that it, it can be kind of lost on the in the background a little bit because it's so much red. I can get that. Whereas I find that a, a lot of... Uh, red's always good, but like what they did a lot in Persona, from what I remember, is it was red as a background... Black as a foreground, and then using red as a highlight. Yep. And I think the problem is because of how Smash works, like, you have so much red in the background that it looks a little much. I can get what you mean. Um, The stage, visually, is a mess, but I think that's kind of what they were shooting for at the same time, too. Like, because Mementos, conceptually, is just this complete mess of a world that's just, like, random and filled with... A bunch of stuff but i also understand what you mean because i agree the it looks just the stage looks distracting so it'll be interesting because there's all these patterns and stuff like that moving around too at the same time so we'll see and i mean i like how they do the color change too but it, it doesn't change the fact that it's also just going to be like like that again got a new flash uh just got a hot update hot update fresh off the press uh it's been informed upon me that mm-hmm. in many fighting games, red stages are always a point of contention. I think I know where you're going for. Volcano was banned in SF4. Yep. To be uh, fair, in SF4, everybody just plays training stage. Well, yeah, because training that was a good fucking training stage. You're right. But it also, uh, because of the hardware limitations, it like made sure that the game didn't lag. Yeah. Uh, but... That aside, it's just another thing. Like, I think the stage is cool for the sake of 
look at this persona ass persona stage mm-hmm. and the other like persona game colors like having the yellow and black and the bluish purple and black like this awesome i would almost rather play those than the red because like yeah if i'm playing on my like if i'm playing handheld like if i'm just on the airplane i want to just play against some computers that's gonna be a fucking eyesore for a while (laughs) yeah i can get that um cool sage aesthetically pleasing just a lot to look at yeah so moving on from there, um, so they're also adding just a whole update on top of that, and let's talk about Joker first. Okay, let's talk about actual Joker. Legi- talk, we should talk the stage a lot. Let's talk about Joker. Okay. So how do you feel about from what you saw from what his moveset looked like? I'm pretty sure he's gonna be like Arsene having his persona out is just gonna be broken, like straight up, because. I like the idea that he can, like, downbeat, and it's not a counter. It's more, like, he just charges and still can take damage. But I think Arsene might be way too powerful of a, like, buff towards Joker to counteract the negative portions of taking damage. What I'm going to have to see is how long Arsene lasts. Yeah, that's important. All the shit cat says is if you, you know, hold on to your inner self fucking persona, let me speak the most persona sentence possible to explain this mechanic. Yeah, right. So essentially, if you take enough damage, or perhaps even charge it too, hard to say. Yeah, it's both. Uh, you can unleash Arsene. Yes. Which Ryuji goes, Arsene, but he sucks, and it's like, shut the fuck <laughs> Ryuji. up, Ryuji. Like, I love your persona, Luigi, but Arsene's dope. Arsene's awesome. Arsene is the coolest looking persona. And the first time I played, he's one of the coolest looking personas. My second playthrough, I uh, like took him with me the whole playthrough and just leveled his ass up. It was pretty fun. I like it a lot. Um, it, it's super cool because all the personas have like endgame stats. And they're kind of like Pokemon in terms of their uh, stat growth. Uh, but it's kind of random in a way, but it still has, like, a general idea. He's, like, super fast, and he has, like, a lot of uh, magic, too. He's super cool, though. I-, I love using him. Yeah. Like, I-, I felt, like, I got over it, but I felt awful the first time I had to get rid of him. Oh, yeah. That's most of the, like, main character personas. I remember every- when I first played Persona 4, I was like, do I really get rid of my persona, like, right off the bat? And the answer is yes. <laughs> so, like, oh, okay. But the fact that he, so then they go like, uh, if you hold on to your spirit, your fighting spirit, Arsene will stay with you, which could mean a couple things. Does that mean, A, Arsene has a threshold, like from 40% to 90%, you have Arsene. Anything below or higher, you lose. Or does that mean once you get Arsene, you have Arsene, unless you die, and you have to re-get it. It definitely goes away. He definitely goes away over time. Um, cause the bar like slowly drains, but I think if you land attacks, it's probably something where if you land attacks or something like that, it'll, uh, like, uh, keep the gauge from falling even more I would think that that would be the case. Or if you take damage, maybe because it, it charges when you take damage, but if you die, um, like the bar goes like almost to nothing from what I saw. Right. Uh, <sighs> 
I'm, I'm actually rewatching the trailer right now. It just happened up on my feed. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <sighs> it's tough to say. As as a as a big body player, as a Ganondorf and Bowser, like seeing a character like in the trailer, they show him getting to about forty percent before he gets our send. That's yeah. a lot. I think you like, can charge him a, beforehand though. But like, it looks like you have to take hit to charge. Yes, you do. You have to hold down B. Right, and then just eat it. Yep. So either way, you're still taking damage. So as a Ganondorf main, I'm sitting there rubbing my fucking greasy hands together. And just going, command grabbing me. Look at this fucking either free command grab or this fucking free forward smash I'm about to land on this man. Yeah. Like, by the time he gets our Sen, for some big bodies, he's in kill range. And for some lighter bodies, if, if, if you're good enough at combos, he's already in kill range. Yeah, I think it also, um, his down B doesn't, it won't knock him back ever. But he'll just take the raw ass damage, so which almost feels worse. That it might be worse. We'll see. Like we'll see if it counteracts. If you just never charge it ever, or you, yeah, or you charge it to get it early and then like kind of just snowball. Um, we'll definitely see. I mean, we'll, we have a lot of time to figure that out. I think the other thing is that our with our sen, his move list does look good. Yeah. Uh, I think Joker having his grappling hook and everything is really neat. I think Joker's moveset looks good. I think it's strong. I just have to see how the Arsene mechanic looks. I think his neutral B in it within itself is just strong because it seems like he's a very mobile character just from Cause, that. Because it's gun. Because it's just gun. It's gun. He can, But he can move around in the middle of the animation and like he can jump and it seems like he's very mobile during that. Like it reminds me a lot of like bayonetta oh but his fucking final smash is so good his final smash is amazing because it's just an all-out attack yeah it's cool i i really like it and uh, apparently it's been leaked out that if you finish the game by killing the enemy with the all-out attack it actually puts the victory screen on that like it leaves just there just like how oh, it would in the like game the, with the fucking glove pull and the yeah it, yeah it'll stop right there and that's the victory screen Joker never shows any emotion for 99% of the game, but if you kill with an all-out attack, <laughs> he has this fucking shit-eating grin of like, you fucking like that shit? You like that? I don't know if you've noticed it too, because they, um, they kind of, they took out the blood for the all-out attack, and they put in like kind of stars. I don't know if you noticed that or not. I didn't. I never... I, I know, like, yeah, it's Nintendo, so, like, it doesn't really count. I don't have anything against it. I just think it's a interesting thing that they did, and I think it works, so. Oh, yeah, it's just sparkles. That's kind of neat, though. Yeah. I mean, I like that. you don't want to show, like, blood Kirby with black stuff. Because, like, let's be real. It, it really is. The all-out attack has the same effect as, like, a classic samurai movie, or speaking of which, Sam show. Yeah. With like the where they do the slice across and it cuts to the guy that did the slice and it goes all black and white and you see blood but it's all it, it looks like ink just spraying out everywhere. Yeah, I would because uh, then you have to imagine Kirby bleeding and I never want to imagine that in my <laughs> life. Yeah, I I think what they did was smart. I mean it's it's normal. I mean it's not something where uh they got rid of some big thing that's just like. I don't know. Something like they didn't the... give Joker a gun. Yeah, something exactly like that. If they didn't give him a gun, they gave him a fucking like nerf gun that shoots like darts. It's like okay, well, 
why? <laughs> um, then, then we have to think about, though, so Joker's only in his persona form in a temple, or a palace, right? Yeah, so Smash is, a ta- is just a palace within itself. Smash is, is, is Smash Sakurai's palace? Yes. Have we been trying to steal his heart the whole time? This is our new headcanon. I'm okay with that. So, if you reach number one in global ranking, you have a chance to steal Sakurai's heart. You have to send him a calling card first. <laughs> you have to send him a calling card, <laughs> and all the calling card says is, go home and stop working so hard, Please, you piece of shit. <laughs> we love you. Go don't, home. Don't. <laughs> My Asian dad is very sick, and he won't go home. He won't go home. You know he brings like an IV to work, right? Yeah, he's insane, man. His work, his work, like ethic is his honestly treasure, like beyond his our. The fucking IV. <laughs> Sakurai, I have come to steal your heart. Fucking IV, you can't take this from me. What do you think? What, what do you think? Status ailment Sakurai fucking does all the time during his boss fight. Makes you tired. <laughs> it makes you sleep. sleep. Yeah. Sleep all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> and what you have to do is you have to pretend like you're really enjoying the new Kirby game. Oh, like, the new Star Fox and, and game. You have to, you have to like, distract him. <laughs> by, like, oh, man, sure do love this Kirby game. And he's like, oh, I don't really have to worry about these kids. Time, or no, you go, soccer. No, even better, you have to pretend that he's behind on a deadline. To distract him so you can steal his heart. There That's it. it. That's that is it. how you beat Sakurai. Fucking name the title of the episode. Episode 1, How to Beat Sakurai in Persona 5. <laughs> Fucking. Right. But yeah. Uh, I think the other thing, just as a side note, with Joker being a choice, I think they're, they're really, it feels like they're really opening up to more characters i know we've had bayonetta and stuff like those are already huge steps forward from the above from previous guest characters but i think the world is their oyster like it's just like we can't like because joker is a character we literally cannot tell who the next dlc character can be because it literally could just be like anyone it could be a real person for all we know. It might be Reggie next. It's going to be Sakurai. <laughs> an ode to Reggie. It's going to be a, it's going to, no, it's going to be two. It's going to be like an ice climber. It's going to be Reggie and Sakurai. I'd love that. But if Reggie got, if Reggie did get immortalized <laughs> in Smash Ultimate and just continue, like every Nintendo of America president that stepped down after kept getting like characters, I'd be okay with that timeline. I'd be all right with that. Like, yeah. let's see if Doug Bowser is worthy of such a blessing. Because, I mean, we might as well transition into that. Reggie fils God bless his soul. God bless. Thank you for all you've done. Has moved out from New- Nintendo of America. Unfortunately. President. Bowser taking over. But, you know. Bowser has officially taken over. Give me Bowser as a character. <laughs> Bowser, you know you want to. Please do it. I- I want fan art of Doug Bowser wearing the fucking crown now. I want that in my life, and I want to be so sexually confused by it, I have to question myself. <laughs> and I'm a pretty open sexual guy, so I want this fucking fan art to be so uncomfortably attractive. Yikes. And I'm like, I might as well be my dick to Doug Bowser himself. That's a yikes from me. But, 
talk about like Reggie Fils has been taking it. Like he, if you've noticed, I followed him on Twitter. He's up on Twitter. He started tweeting like, "Oh, I'm leaving a bunch of stuff behind." My favorite tweet he left was he had this big like master sword model within the in the fucking stone, and it was like, "I'm leaving this behind for the next hero of wisdom, courage, and power." Huh. And I think he added Doug Bowser. I don't confirm me on that. I'm sure we're gonna get messages about angry things at us. Right. But I think Doug Bowser's gonna do a great job. He's worked at Nintendo for a long time. I think I think this might be it. Yeah. You know? So, alright. We'll uh we'll move on from there. Um I guess just a small thing to touch up on with the 3.0 update that they're doing for Smash 2. They've they've added a couple of small things, but I think it's really cool. They added the they brought back the create a stage, like you can create your own stage, and it looks really easy to do, like a Mario Maker kind of thing. So that's super neat. They also added the fact that you can uh, upload, download favorite um, stages that people have made online. Um, and you can follow the creators that make stages too. So that's very interesting. Um, they also added a thing with their app, the Nintendo app or whatever, that you can um, view stages and you can like download the stages on your phone. And then the next time you open up your Switch, it'll just download onto your Switch, which is pretty neat. They also added video editing, which literally... The video editing looks exactly like how you would video edit like a normal video like Sony Vegas or something like that. It's very interesting and it's really cool. Uh, and you can upload the videos to like YouTube. And um, they added a thing on the on the app where you can watch any particular characters that you want. So it's like, oh, I want to see videos about Samus. You click on Samus and it'll like show a video show like top videos from people ma- uh, making Samus videos. So that's pretty cool. A lot of just oh, really cool stuff like that. You can start uploading all my sweet Ganondorf combos like, uh, like <laughs> side B, raw up B, or uh, side, side B into down tilt. Side B into down tilt, or side B, wait about 15 seconds and then forward smash. <laughs> yeah. So just small things like that, but it's pretty cool. Um, but we can move on from there. I, I, I think the patches are really good. Uh, you know, updates, new characters, and speaking of new characters, you like that? You like that? Yeah, show? I like, you like that's, that force segue. That's you a good like one. Me pulling out Joker's Glock, yeah, pulling right. out that fucking stiffy, and saying move segue. And uh, but anyway, MK11 hey. is a game. It's a game. It's coming out very soon, and it looks. It looks good. I I like the visuals. I like the visuals. I've always been kind of that, like, I enjoy Mortal Kombat for how dumb it is. Yeah. For how over-the-top violent. It's super fun if you're playing with a bunch of casual friends. But as a fighting game, as someone that has now learned to appreciate fighting games more yeah. uh, over the past two years. Took us a bit. Mortal Kombat isn't really appealing to me as a fighting game. A bunch of things, a block button, stuff like that. Not a fan of the block button. From Nether Nether Realms has also been very projectile heavy. Yeah, that's also my biggest like issue with it too. Block button and like camps. Camping is just such a strong thing 
in a lot of the Mortal Kombat games. And Injustice 2, like, it's, oh it's not God, even... Because what, Injustice 2 had, like, an 11-year-old kid win Evo? Um, it was... Well, I remember in Injustice 1, like, two of the strongest characters were just insane. Like, it was, like, Superman and, like, Joker or some shit. Maybe that was it. Um, which are just bonkers characters that have, like, full-screen beams and gun attacks that are, like, frame 3. It's like, okay, there's nothing I can do about this. Now it does seem... MK11 seems to have taken a lot of things. Uh, there's this YouTube video. I can't remember what it's by. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, but this guy goes into what's wrong with Mortal Kombat character design. Uh, or, or animation. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I've watched that exact video. I also hate the animation too, because a lot of the animation is done very poorly and it's a lot of moves like lack the oomph that they're supposed to like a kick like a kick is not how a normal kick is they're just kind of crouching and then they lift their leg up slightly kind of thing okay so it's by sugar punch design works yep uh abi toriel 13 mortal kombat x's animation sucks so what it what he's mostly saying is mortal kombat is a stiff looking game yes where you had, like, even if you look at Mortal Kombat 2, like, all the characters kind of sway back and forth. They all had their dumb moving backward and forward. Their idle animations are the worst. Yeah, but at least, like, in Mortal Kombat 2, they had kind of an excuse because they were people in suits. But, like, here, like, all yeah, all their idle animations are stiff. And this guy says, like, it makes sense for one character and it makes sense for Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero has his feet, like, because some characters don't even have their, like... You can either have a loose floating fighting style or a hard grounded fighting style. And a lot of characters do like, they'll just sway their top back and forth and have like a loose fighting style up top, but their feet are like flat on the ground, completely flat. Yep. Sub-Zero makes sense because he has this very hard, like stuck fighting style. Uh, his idle animation looks fine because he doesn't move much because he's like a nice guy and He's a very he's very firm footed because that's what he does. It makes sense. Watch the video; it's super good. He also has a video on how Aaron Black is an animation train wreck, even though he's such a cool character. I agree because cowboys are awesome. That video is honestly like it's opened up a lot of my like my eyes on a lot of animation for games and makes me appreciate a lot more of the games that I've played and that I enjoy a lot that have really good just animation in general. Shout out to you, Dragon Ball. Thank you, Arc System Works, for making a godsend of a game for a dragon ball game oh yeah mechanic wise eh. well I, it's a marvel like game so I'm, i can't complain marvel light <laughs> yeah i actually know someone who works either with nether realms like directly oh my god or like he works for a company that works with nether realms all the time because they have like like he's partied with ed boon before okay I don't want to say names, but he has watched this video and, like, he's been like, yeah, the, he makes, com- like, the guy makes complete sense. Like, he literally says, like, my my buddy said, like, no, the, the videos make sense and we have heard them before. Which, if you look at Mortal Kombat 11, it looks a lot better. It looks a lot better, but I still think, like, one of the, um, some of the things that they've talked about, like, a lot of these light attacks or something like that, they do lack a lot of, um power behind them and they just feel like like a wet noodle kind of throwing its arms out but 
for the most part, a lot of the moves actually do look good. A lot of the specials look great. Everything so a lot of the new that. characters and character designs. Yeah. Holy fuck. The new characters like, are really well done. And I remember my favorite new character design is honestly Scarlet. Scarlet looks so good now versus her Mortal Kombat 9 th- like character. She's still, she, In Mortal Kombat 9, she looks awful. She just looks absolutely horrendous. Do you, do you hear that, Max? If you listen real close, you can hear some incel gamer saying... Well, why'd they have to change it? Because feminism. I mean, Here's my response to that tiny-dicked person. <laughs> the point is, hey, why the fuck are all these girls wearing bikinis? Because now nothing feels special. There you go. If I played Dead or Alive... Dead or Alive and, is fan service the game, and I love yeah, it. If, if even Dead or Alive, not every character comes wearing a bikini, Right? Yeah. Not every female character. Because you lose all the luster. Bikinis don't feel special if all characters are wearing bikinis. Like, if your girlfriend is like, your fighting game waifu <laughs> walks into your room. Let me speak to the in, the, the, the sad incels out there that yeah, yeah, are really yeah. mad about this. If your waifu walked into the room, right, and was wearing her lingerie, if she only wore it once in a while... I feel special. I yeah. feel good. Yeah. Be exciting. If she wore lingerie all the fucking time, be bored. You yeah. After like the first week, you'd be like, you gonna put, you're gonna put anything else on? Wow, lingerie. <laughs> you actually, yeah. You reversed my dick. Like you somehow, <laughs> my dick is now even softer. I agree. It it's fine. Like I, I don't. Think Scarlet looks great. I think like they still kept Katana. Like, this sexy princess that she is. Yeah. You know, we just saw her. Um, Devor is out there for someone. Sure. Someone out there. I mean, hey, they, they've got, they they've a, got a little bit of everything for everyone, which is uh, great. Like, Jade still looks good. F. Milena? Yeah. F. Milena. <laughs> F. Milena. Speaking of girls, though, let's talk about that new character. Uh, fucking Cetrian. Cetrian? I I think it's that's actually a really good question. I think it's Cetrian. But like she looks so fucking good. They they look like they just went, what if we made Mother Earth and then the Mortal Kombat designers just fucking did it. That's it. We see her whole game, she literally walks into the stage, plants and stuff are growing around her. She's the She's avatar. got like these crystal boots, which step on me mommy, but that's a whole different <sighs> subject. I love her animations, honestly. They look, at least a lot of the special moves they've shown, they look really nice. And a lot of her, like, what is it? Her special, her super special, or x-ray, whatever it's supposed to be. Her, yeah, whatever. It's her fatal blow or whatever. Yeah, that's it's really cool, honestly. And it's um, it's really creative. So, and her, even her, like, fatality, it's very, very cool and extremely creative. Her, her fatality does make me nervous and i'll get into that after but if you look at her character she's not just plant girl nor is she just rock girl she's doing plants rocks wind fire solar energy it's cool and it's very creative and that's what i like to see i like to see fighting games kind of go out of their normal kind of thing because mostly mortal kombat is assassins ninjas color, pick your fucking color of ninja like yeah, fighters red, pick blue. your color of goku for real 
And but this one is like it's oozing creativity and I like it. I like it a lot because you don't see especially like the green kind of color that they have, the green bluish kind of turquoise teal. Right. It, it's cool. It looks nice and it looks good. She she is literally a master of all four elements and then also sunlight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she even does like kind of like Rain's bubble move where she like lifts you up. But yeah, she has a cool and also plants. So sunlight and plants. But the reason I'm worried you played Mortal Kombat 3, right? Um, no. Okay. Mortal Kombat 3 was a very fun game. But a lot of characters had fatalities where it just zooms out and blows up the planet. Mm. Her fatality, once it started zooming out and she got so big you could see the planet, my heart dropped for a minute. It's like when you jump in an elevator and the elevator is going a little too fast. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to hit the ground first. <laughs> uh, where I was like, are they just going to have her destroy the fucking planet? But no, she fucking pulls a fucking Venusaur, solar beams your ass. Like, it, it, it looks not very brutal, but it makes sense. Yeah. And this her design makes me want to go, what is up with this character? She seems to be on par, power-wise, with, like, Raiden. Like, she looks like she might be Raiden's old old side hoe that came back and said, like, I've, I've come either for that dick or your head. Your choice. God, her design is so good. I love that fucking, I love that, like, broken halo surrounding her. Yeah. She does look very special heavy, which, I mean, if that's not just every Nether Realms character, but, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She looks like she has, she could be a keep away character, which, you know, would suck because... I love this character and I hate playing Keep Away. Yeah. Whereas the other character, do you have anything else to say about Cetrian? Not really. Can we talk about how fucking good the Collector is? The Collector? Did you watch the Collector's fucking deal? No. All right, I'm gonna not. send it to you on Discord. Watch this. I'm I'm like genuinely like this is my favorite character they've announced. Okay. The collector with the K, I respect it. Take a small break, you know. Yeah, I'll watch it real quick. <laughs> I like how his hands are. Oh my god. So he has just a collection of items. That's super neat. I like that. Oh my god. I like the music that plays with him too, actually. Alright, yeah. I, I I got the gist of him now. To defeat Sakurai, you must steal his golden IV. <laughs> Alright. So the Collector. Yeah. Max, can I talk about how good the Collector is? He seems really cool. I like his design. His design is this filthy, nasty-looking humanoid that looks fucking awful. Right? He doesn't look... He's not a cool ninja. Nope. He's not a big buff monk. Nope. He's just a dude with... Item. He's he's this nasty little demon. He's not like Baraka where he's got like spikes or his Goro. Yeah. Like he's literally a shit heel. He's literally like the generic like assistant to the king that's always like, uh, anything you ask for, my lord. <laughs> and he's like he's like this like this slimy little fucking grease ball that like when you're watching the show you're like I I don't want him around my children. <laughs> I don't want the collector around children. 
To be fair, I don't want any of the Mortal Kombat characters around my kids. If I had any. I feel like Liu Kang would be good with kids. He can turn into an arcade. Yeah, that's true. But the collector looks, because he's such a weird remix, because he's such a break from the mold, in my opinion, and his design looks good. And his opening line of, like, Shao Kahn demands uh, tribute from the Tarkatans. And, like, oh, Tarkatans only uh, do not play in gold. We pay in blood. He goes, the Shao Kahn will take both. Like, obviously, all four hands are just re- firmly gripping Shao Kahn's cock. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. just really on there. But the collector, like, his moveset looks really cool. It looks like his alternate forms are literally just what his two other arms are going to be holding. Yeah. Which I think is neat. And if you look, his two arms don't belong to him. No. Which means that he not only, he collects body parts and stuff too. So like, I will say his fatality does kind of suck because it is just a ripoff of Malena's Mortal Kombat 10 one where she just tears into your chest and starts eating bits. <laughs> yeah. But this time he's looking for stuff, so... You know, it's it's different. It's totally different. I like it. He's creative. I think he looks cool. I think, yeah, I, I think him and I think that fucking sand guy whose name I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Whose gimmick is like he can literally change like the flow of the game. Like he can add or remove time from the clock. That's cool. But yeah, um, Mortal Kombat characters, they've been very creative so far. And oh, did you see Shao Kahn's fucking new fatality? I haven't looked at anything for Shao Kahn yet because it just, it got released like what, yesterday or today? So, um, I haven't watched it just yet. He just, it's brutal, but essentially he just fucking takes his hammer and goes four and just shoves your head out your ass. Absolutely love it. I don't like, I don't like characters like Shao Kahn being locked by a DLC. Unless it's like, we'll release him later, but you can just get him now. I am completely against that practice. So, I just... It, it's a thing that uh, Capcom has done before. Um, actually, both Capcom and um, uh, Bandai Namco, uh, when it comes to like Tekken versus Street Fighter. Or, I'm sorry, Street Fighter versus Tekken. Where, you know, literally the DLC was locked in the fucking disc. So, it, it's stupid day one DLC exists, and I disagree on it entirely. It's the same thing with Blaze Blue Cross Tag. I love Blaze Blue Cross Tag. I think it's a really fun game, but when over half the cast is locked away by DLC is and the game is still like, and that costs you like $70 to get the quote-unquote full game, it's a really bad practice, and it's not good. Right. Anyway, but do you have anything else to say about MK11? No. Nope. Because I really, speaking I, of flaws in the game, yeah, shit, let's, I have something I really want to talk about. Let's, let's, let's move in. About, oh, what's its official name besides the Capcom Dumbstick? I, I want to call it the Dumbstick. I think it's just called... The Home Arcade. The Home Arcade Stick. Capcom's Home Arcade is a plug-and-play arcade stick. It's a two-player plug-and-play, by the way, too. It's a $250 two-player plug-and-play. <laughs> With, what is it, like 20 games on it? Not 16. even? 16! 16. Let's, let's go through these games. Let's yeah, go, sure. Let's, let's go, Yeah, okay. let's absolutely talk about all of the games on there. So we've got 1944, The Loop Master. 
I think that's a flying game. I think that's a fuck. What's it called? A, a shoot 'em up? Yeah. Uh, bullet hell. Sh- bullet hell. Shoot 'em up. Whatever you want to call them. Uh, Alien vs Predator, which is like a that's a beat 'em up or beat 'em up. Yeah, it's a beat 'em up. Okay. Yeah, which is fine. Armored Warriors, another beat 'em up. Yeah, I think so. Capcom Sports Club. I have no idea. I, I am being told from sources that AVP is a really good beat 'em up game. Yeah, I've uh, been told about that too. Capcom Sports Club. Don't know anything about it. Honestly, I, a, I don't know what it has I on there. I think it's a, it's a sports game. Yeah. Captain Commando. That's kind pretty of, good. It's a beat em up. It's cool. It's it's always fun. But I can talk about beat em ups all day. Yeah. Beat em ups are great. Yeah. It's just Cyberbots, another. Be- it sounds like they just saw SNK release their fucking beat em up thing. Yeah, and they're like, we can do it better. We can do it better, and then they did it super worse. They release the first Darkstalkers game. Not the best one in the series, not the third one, or the second one. The first one. Which I'm okay with, because... <sighs> Listen, Max. We don't have any Darkstalkers Street- shit. Street Fighter Five is kind of dying out, right? Yeah. Interest in Street Fighter Five is not as high as it used to, and they're, they're adding characters and doing stuff, but like... In the next two to three years, we might be due for a new, new Capcom fighting game. We'll see. But that's just, you know, predicting, like, next. I don't want Street Fighter. I really don't. Give Street Fighter a break. Put Street Fighter. Street Fighter. You know, kid, you've been out there. You've been fighting for so many rounds. Tag out. You know? New IP. Please. Tag out. And Capcom looking at all these fucking. Not even a new IP. Just dig up. Resurrect literally any of your dead IPs. That's fair. That's a fair. I want Darkstalkers. Darkstalkers would be a dope, like, I new, love like, the revamp. Dumb characters in Darkstalkers. I love all their fucking crazy gimmicks. And, and they've obviously, like, dug up shit from Darkstalkers just from Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. They mm, brought up. They, they, they dug up Morrigan and. Jetta, uh, yeah. Felicia, Hisenko. They They've dug up a few, but, like, I want a full Darkstalkers new game. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm saying, like, yes. it's not out of the question, and I think it's very possible. I would love if they gave Street Fighter a break for a while. Make a new Capcom fighting game, really pour your heart and souls into Street Fighter 6, Alpha, X, 3, Arcade uh, Chocolate Edition. edition. <laughs> chocolate uh, make Dark Soccer's your new fighting game. I want to see, I want to see fucking that punk rock zombie on stage at Evo. Like, that is my dream. I want Dark Soccer's back for you. I want Red Riding Hood, man. I want her. I want to see her. Fucking pervert. Get the fuck off my podcast. No, she's really cool. Get the cool. fuck I off my know. podcast. I love her design. I think she's, like, just hilarious towards oh, Dark Oh, yeah, Soccer's. no, it, it is hilarious. But I will I will beat my dick to the bee. <laughs> Hashtag save the bees. Mm-hmm. But, all right, so we'll, let's move on and talk about more about the games. Eco Fighters. I think that's a beat em up. I actually don't even know what this is. Final fight. That's that's one of the beat em ups. The beat em ups. Uh, ghouls and ghosts. Ghouls and ghosts. Interesting Fucking... choice, but I mean, yeah. we get to see Sir Arthur again. Yeah, Giggle Wing. Another it's also, up. Yeah, bullet I don't hell. know what Mega Man the power battle is. I think. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it is a in-game Mega Man fighting game kind of thing, like kind of. 
but I'm not it, too sure. It is. Okay. It is a fighting because game. Because rem- it reminds me a lot of, like, Mega Man versus Street Fighter kind of thing. Or is it Street Fighter versus Mega Man? I don't remember. But there was something very similar to that. Um, which is cool. I mean, it's neat. It's kind of cool. You know, did Mega Man 10 do bad? It, I think it did, like, all right. Um, there was a lot of was difficulty. Was it no, it's 10. It's the new one. It's it 10. 10. Um, it, from what I understand, the game was fine for the most part, other than, like, really awful difficulty spikes that shouldn't have existed in the first place. Eat a dick. That's just Mega Man. Yeah. Um, Mega Man's just hard. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, Pro Gear. I don't even know what Pro Gear is. Um, uh, let me check Pro Gear. Looks like it, it's a, a it's another shmup. Okay. It's another left to right shmup. Gotcha. Um, Street Fighter Two Hyper Fighting. Oh boy! Why Hyper Fighting? Finally, finally, a way to play Street Fighter. Oh wait, it's it, on literally every console. Yeah. Can we talk about the twenty fifth anniversary or what? What was it? The anniversary edition. Yeah. The that one like on Switch failed. There's the yeah. There's the Street Fighter Anniversary Edition. Out of all games to put on it, Hyper Fighting, I, I'm i very confused about that one. Uh, okay, Strider. Strider's dope. Good. Strider's good. Strider's good. Puzzle Street Fighter, Fighter 2. Yeah. I like that. I like it's a puzzle game. That one's fine. <sighs> now, Max, where could I... Where could I play these games? Well, if you want to play it with a friend, there's only one way to play it. There's only one right way to play it. And that's on the Capcom Home Arcade <laughs> for only $250. $250 for this awful lineup. You know what? Okay. I, I honestly, because like one of the things. Awful is a stretch. I would not say awful. <laughs> Just because like I think they could have done so much more in terms of games. At least like, okay. Right. Here's my million dollar idea that I feel like they should have just went with. Right. Marvel vs. Capcom, the first one. Marvel vs. Capcom 2. They got fucking Darkstalkers 3. Uh, what else? Uh, Street Fighter 3 fucking Third Strike on there. Captain Commando. Captain Commando's fine. Alien vs. Predator. That's fine. We have to remember beat-em-ups are a thing that we want to combat. And I just think, like, a lot of old games, especially Marvel vs. Capcom 2, that hasn't had a good, like, a good re-release in forever. And it would be kind of cool for that to be on there. It would be the dream, Max, is if they just took all these games and went, hey, here's a $50 Capcom uh, collection on every console and PC. I personally would pay 20 bucks for this, but that's just... I'm just saying, like, just to tickle the balls of the stockholders, just to really get in those old man scrotes, like, 50 bucks, whatever. I would, yeah, I'd rather pay 20 to 40, you know. Like, the fact that it's on this, like, super weird arcade stick thing, too, that you cannot split, it's stuck being a two-person, like, fight stick that looks really poorly made. It is a custom, uh, let me check with my news source, uh, what kind of, uh, buttons and stick come with this? Sanwa? Yeah. Sanwa is up there in quality? Um, it's alright. You got like, 
the two big ones are Song Wan and Saimetsu. And with like most, if you buy an arcade stick on the market, like say a Madcap CE or a Razor Panthera Evo Edition or just regular Panthera, it's going to come with Song Wan parts. It's very rare that sticks will come with Saimetsu parts unless you order from like Itoki, but that's a Korean stick builder as well. Uh, that that's counting. He's the gremlin that knows all the fighting game stuff. I keep him in the corner of my room. Appreciate it. He just, and by that I mean he just kind of took over my bed. He does that a lot. But like, isn't that a? And he called it because when it first announced, the price wasn't out quite yet, and we were talking about it. And I was like, I was like, man, I would only buy this if it was maybe ninety bucks. And he looked at me and went. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> each Sama JLF is going to cost at least 35 to 40 bucks. That's 80. Each button is going to cost mm, three to four. And seeing as how there's six on each side and two on the top, 12, 14, 16 buttons, do the math. And then you have to build the housing and the electronics. It's going to be 200 bucks. Like, it honestly feels like you're just paying for the stick and it just happens to have games on it. But at that point, I might as well just go to Walmart and get 150 games in one and only play three of them. Like this one, except it only has 16. Yeah. My, yeah, my issue is, is that it's it's stuck being a two-player stick. When your grandma could just buy you one of the plug-and-plays from Dollar General that has like 300 games on it. And they're all pirated. They're all legal. All just of buy them. one of Soldier Boy's consoles. Dude, yeah, for real. <laughs> Hit up my boy Soldier Boy. Like you, you could just be better off just buying a the May Flash <laughs> fight stick. Okay, but imagine the power play of walking up to your fucking bracket and be like, "Hey, man, you want to get some friendlies in?" Fucking okay, sit down. I'll, I'll be honest though. You have the, if you, you have the calm leading off your lap. If you can actually just use this as a straight up controller, like without having to do the arcade portion, one hundred percent. It, this will be mean done and be used and i would love it so much just like tournaments where people have to like they're forced to use the fucking fight stick together i would love that so much can you imagine like fighting for the stick here's your, here's your controller bro <laughs> i think that'd be the it's funniest. got this energy imagine imagine you go over to your buddy's house I, and you're like, ah, I forgot my stick and he's like don't worry homie i got you Here's I this. got you, and he and you're like and you're like oh sweet we can both use it. And he's like what fucking no I've got my I've got my fucking I got uh, a pad. <laughs> yeah, I've got a I play on pad. What the fuck are you talking about? No, have you have fun to play. dealing with this. Yeah, I would love it if somebody played this by themselves though. They just have like one side that's just oh. Do you think you could like out. if you use both six, you could hold forward and back at the same time? <laughs> all charge characters are the best with this stick. It just might as well play a hitbox. Uh, Hitboxes. It's actually an issue. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is an issue with hitboxes in so er- like earlier games. Yep. And it's like, well, I guess I'll die. <laughs> I guess I'll now, now, side note. Now they announced this on Capcom on the, on their Twitter. Yep. With the with the opening of here comes a new challenger. Yep. Eat a thousand fucking dicks, Capcom. I was so ready for either a new character or a new IP or a new fighting game. Yeah, what is or anything? Who? What's the challenger? I, I is the had, challenger the stick? I had almost every option read. I was ready, and then they hit me with this. 
Oh, it's challenged, all right. Like, Jesus Christ, look at this thing. I hate to interrupt, but if you, like, watch the trailer, it showed nothing but, like, AVP. Like, it shows nothing but arcade games and a stick. Yep. Up until... Up until... uh, That's the other thing. It's like, yeah, the, the trailer didn't imply... Hey, you're getting a you're getting a, I thought because you know they did their big beat 'em up bundle. Maybe it was just here's a bunch of other Capcom classics. You know. Yeah. Everyone was kind of hoping it was like Capcom All Stars. That would have been dope. Like a Capcom versus game with just Capcom. But then like they sat down, they gave it five minutes, and they realized, oh wait, there's a bunch of bullet hells. Mm. Bullet hells and beat 'em ups. And like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You can just you can just play the fucking you can play the ship from fucking 1944. Cool. That's it. That's all you do. Is that it, we go into Marvel two levels of ridiculousness. Marvel. Yeah. I'd rather they just release the stick like the Sega Virtua Stick, which has been great for making like homemade like arcades and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's just this like the two player stick thing. Exactly. I think that'd be fine. That would have been like, oh, it's a cool collector item thing. Now, but, I'm actually one of the things I'm super curious about is because it has. It, it's cool that they're at least using pretty decent parts. the The trailer showed that it has Wi-Fi, like it can be, it can use Wi-Fi. So I'm wondering if they're gonna throw out DLC titles that you can download onto the stick. The fact that you had to say that sentence angers me as a person. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think but it's stupid. I think that makes sense. It does make sense. Because I don't know what else... Like, other than playing, like, Darkstalkers, Street Fighter, and Puzzle Fighter online, I don't know what else you would do. Is this Capcom going, we're making our own console, and we're going to release our own games, and if you want to play our fucking library of old-ass games, fuck you for trying to emulate them. Buy them on our fucking giant-ass fight stick. For real. Yeah. I don't know. I think just one of the biggest things they could have done is add more games and games that people actually want. Um, nah, man. All those nineteen, all those Mega Man the Power Battle fans, like, they've been sitting there waiting, and now they get their chance. Yeah. All those Pro Gear fans, finally. Finally. Can, they can come out. Finally. Everybody's been waiting for fucking Pro Gear and another... <laughs> and street the Street Fighter Two hyper fighting <laughs> community, they've been waiting for their chance to rise up. It is actually good though that they that uh, Darkstalkers and Strider are getting. I agree. I think love. Darkstalkers, Strider, uh, AVP, uh, Mega Man, Final Fight. Like there are good games on here. Yeah, but I could just like emulate them, or I could probably just buy them on like just put them on the put put them on a store. Yeah, for put real them on the store. Just re- remaster them just to something else. You don't have to make a stick and then sell the stick it with it. Um, yeah, just a failure so far from what I've seen. It's kind of cool. I get the aesthetic behind it, but it's just it's not worth ever unless... Yeah, they need to fi- figure it out because <laughs> I don't think anybody's buying that shit. Um, all right, so... Moving on from something really bad, we're going to move to something really cool, really new, that seems to be uh, very interesting. Um, so, we have... Uh, no Straight Roads. Yeah, No Straight Roads, or NSR. This game 
is very interesting. I really, really like the artwork, art design, colors. I love the humor that they had throughout the trailer. Um, it seems like it's a game that just has a lot of creativity and love behind it. And I'm very interested to see how it is. This was made by a uh, by a Malaysian studio, Metro Metronomic, and they are very like it seems like this is the first game from what I could find. But this looks wonderful. Like the art style is great. the The, the point of the game is this big music corporation has taken over, right? And these two up-and-coming musicians are gonna take back the world with the power of rock so you have edm versus rock which these are two music genres i enjoy so i don't want to see them fight (laughs) yeah it's really cool i really like um one of the things i've seen just from like the trailer is just like the like cutscenes of them talking and stuff like that it's very stylistic (laughs) hot off the news presses oh fuck guys uh we've got one white like rice Keanu here, uh, who has been following NSR uh, as long as it's been announced, which was about a week ago. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, hey, uh, so as we were saying, this game's got this game has wonderful art design, wonderful music design. The story seems interesting. Uh, Max, you were saying like. Mm. It, it looks up and coming, you know? Yeah. Stylistically, I just love it in every way. It's very anime-like, but also not at the same time. Gives me, um... Shoot, what's that? I forget the game uh, name. That's, um... It was a, it- it was a roller, like, a rollerblading game. It had, like, Ro- a lot of EDM in it. Robot Roller Derby Disco <laughs> Dodgeball? No, no, not that one. <laughs> Uh, shit. Nate likes that game a lot, and I can't remember it. Um, yeah, I'm not helped there. Roller Derby Disco Dash yeah. No, it's, um... Fury? No, you, like, you you literally are on roller skates, and you're just doing tricks and stuff like that, and it's very, like... Uh, Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. The game reminds me a lot of, like, Jet Set Radio in terms of stylistic and music. I would say EDM, music. I'd say they have more rap and hip-hop, but... Yeah. <laughs> rapper the rapper. <laughs> That's a good one to go <laughs> off of. <laughs> no, this game's actually looking really sick. It's so it is a little middle Asian studio, but like all the people there have worked on like Final Fantasy fifteen, Street Fighter Five. Uh they did some work on uh if you play Citus, it's a rhythm game on like your tablet and stuff like that. Uh I play it a lot. Vern watches me play it a lot and watches me get upset a lot. But like their whole approach to this game is actually that rhythm games are hard and they're trying to make it more approachable because, you know, most people see rhythm games and they're like, yeah, there's no way I could do that. So what they're trying to do is make it seem somewhat rhythmic while keeping like the player able to do things like customization or how to attack and stuff like that. So certain boss attacks will actually go in cue to the music. Most of the bosses attack actually go in flow with the music. It's ridiculous. And then uh, according to what they've been saying, because like, all of them love music so much. Uh, they're actually trying to make it... So, depending on certain actions in the game, you'll get more of that EDM side, or it'll actually transition to rock sometimes, and you'll get, like, the guitar solos of all the tracks and stuff like that coming in instead. And it, it's, like, a constant cycle between the two. 
I think that's really cool. It almost reminds me of like Fury in a way, like we were talking earlier, just because of that boss rush mechanic, very interesting art style. Uh, like some of the voice acting, I could take it or leave it, especially they have the, like this little kid who plays on a piano. I can I could take or leave it, but then it's like, okay, it's a little kid. It's a Malaysian studio. I can't really get upset. But on the sake of like Fury, like Max, have you ever played Fury? I have not. Play Fury. Uh, I will. Hey, you like you like you like fighting games? You like games that require you to think? It's debatably, at least for me, like the best indie game to come out in a long time, or like in general, just because like you could tell how much love and passion got put into that game, except for like maybe the final JPEG image of space on the end. But that's that's <coughs> <coughs> that's a different story. But like. The combat flows really well in Fury, and that's really cool. And I'm hoping the same kind of combat flow starts to work in this game because you can basically switch between the two characters. Uh, I'm forgetting their names right now. It's like Mayhem and something else. But basically, like when you play as Mayhem, it's more offensive oriented. So you can play your guitar in front of like certain objects, and they'll turn into turrets, or they'll turn into very offensive tools for you to use. And then if you switch to the other character, he actually plays like a support character like he has things that will give you speed pads uh you can have a thing that like sucks up enemy attacks and create more notes which you can use to launch at the enemy and you can constantly switch between the two and do like normal attacks with them and stuff like that so you're managing mayday and zook yeah mayday and zook so you're managing like, like those names two health bars and i don't know the game looks really cool when they do like their super when they beat the boss and yell red light green light that was really cool. I freaked out a little bit. I'm like, this is this is awesome. We'll make sure to put it in the description, but watch the trailer. They show them fighting this really cool boss. And it, it's one of those, like, reality kind of goes out the window for the sake of the boss fight because it's going to be big and cool. You're essentially, you're fighting in a music video. You have, like, DJ Subsonic Supernova as, like, one of the bosses. And at first, it's, like, him playing on, like, you know, like a dance floor, and he controls certain aspects of it. But as you go further, he, like, controls space and stuff like that. So he's sending planets at you. He's making rings around the area that, like, will attack you and stuff like that, and you have to avoid it. It's, it's like, all of his stuff is space-themed. Uh, they showed off, He's turning like, the solar system into a, into a scratch record. Yeah, and, like... <laughs> that's amazing. Wait, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. Uh, they have, like... What's going to be the happy EDM character is going to be, like, this, like, super bright pink and blue mermaid that's going to be, like, dancing around the entire time, like, while you're trying to fight her and stuff like that. Uh, they have a character who is, like, a six-year-old pianist who's, like, super amazing. And then, like, once you start ruining the concert, the mom pops out and starts getting upset at you. <laughs> and then slowly it becomes, like, the mom just getting super bent out of shape about you, like, ruining her child's concert. And you realize, like, and this is a personal thing, but, like, They've got, like, puppet strings to, like, defend the child, and then you realize, like, oh, she's one of those moms. Yeah. Like, living vicariously, so. And then, like, uh, they were also showing off certain aspects, so there is going to be, like, a free roam, sort of. So I think the way it looks is you could pick different parts of the town to fight certain bosses, sort of like almost a Mega Man style where you get to pick like who you want to fight first and get That's like pretty cool. certain aspects. But each town that the DJ is or like the producer or whoever is going to be in, like the town is modeled around their style of EDM. So like the happy one is going to be like this really crazy happy city with a bunch of like advertisements and stuff like that. The space one is going to be like super future techie stuff like that. Like it looks amazing and I cannot wait for this game to come out. It looks fantastic 
unfortunately there is no like absolute release date but it's supposed to be this year yeah it's a it was like spring of this year and i'm still here like hey you like just announced this spring's almost over but uh i will say i have a personal thing i love the head villainous tatiana her design is so good because she she looks like she she looks like I am an older music artist. Yeah. I have adapted to this new style, but she's she's got this mix of like corporate overtone, but like <laughs> all the characters have their own like design and hers is really different from everyone else's. Yeah, I'm super stoked. Like the game looks amazing, the artwork looks great. There's like a couple of clipping issues here and there if you like pay attention, but I'm not gonna complain about that from an indie studio. Yeah. Like the music sounds like they put a lot of love and care into this. The fact that, like, every song has, like, two or three different versions of itself that'll switch between while you play is already, like, getting me super hyped. Because that was, like, one thing I always wished Fury sort of had was bosses doing things to the music. Because that would have made that game crazy as hell. But this game actually taking that approach and going, yeah, we're going to make it sort of like a rhythm game, but not really. Mm. That way people want to get into this and they can feel, like, that musical aspect of playing a rhythm game without being, like oh, I have to hit a 200 combo as fast as possible on this crazy hard song. I really like what they're doing with this game, and I really hope that it meets expectations. It'll be interesting to see because I think probably the best way to go about it in terms of just like playing through the game is if you play it kind of normally, like not all that great in terms of rhythm, like you can still get through the game, but... If you play it like extremely well, like on rhythm, on like on point with everything that they want you to do, then it's super rewarding. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. So, for example, the pianist boss, uh, she'll play like certain notes. It'll go like bum ba da dun da dun, and you'll see all those notes pop up while she plays it, and then they all like launch out when she hits like an actual chord. Uh, there's also certain like bomb attacks that'll happen from bosses that are on cue with the music, and you can parry them back at the boss. For, like, extra damage and stuff like that. So, like, you can get that little bit of risk-reward if you want to go along with the music or if you just kind of, like, want to avoid and play it safe. You you can unga-bunga Bardock your way through, <laughs> but it's just not going to be as clean as, like, timing it with the music. Yeah, yeah. my my whole idea would kind of be, like, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Like, you play through Kingdom Hearts normally, like, you'll be fine. But you play it on critical mode, and then you just kind of... That is... So... The PlayStation blog that I'm looking at is from one of the co-founders of Metronomic. In one of their inspirations, they mentioned, like, they were inspired by things like Devil May Cry and Kingdom yeah. Hearts. Yeah, I, I think I saw that, too. I think that's really cool, because uh, I think Kingdom Hearts is a definitely good kind of thing to go off of, where it's super nice for beginners and people who just want to play through the game, but then it's also super rewarding for people who kind of want to take it a little more seriously and have, like, a little more of a difficulty spike on them. Yeah. Because God knows I love difficult games. Yeah, right. Yeah, as a fighting game and from software lover, like... Yeah, trash it both, but I still play it and beat them. Oh, yeah. It's super fun. It seems... I, I, I'll i be surprised if this game does not do well, because honestly, it's it has everything set up to just be a great game. Yeah, so. and luckily, like, they're being pretty direct with what they're trying to do with the game. <laughs> Unlike... <laughs> A certain oh. Nomad Sky, or... <laughs> Man, yeah, there's, a, right. there's a bunch of spores in the air lately. Uh... <laughs> spores in the air. 
I like that one. Ugh. Oh man, can we talk about how bad a game Spore is too? Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, when indie companies are like super broad about what's going to happen, that's yeah. when like you could, fe- I get the feeling that games are going to tank, but they're being pretty specific in what they want. They're already showing off a bunch of gameplay. They have a demo out. They, they're definitely showing the love and care that they want in this game, and that makes me happy. It makes me excited. Even if like the game is not that great, I think the fact that they have shown a lot of love and care into it will probably make it enjoyable in the least. It's not like some fucking Mighty Number no. 9 kind of shit. Ugh. Yeah. So like you can tell that they've put in a lot of effort and a lot of love into everything that they want into this game. And I think it'll just be good just straight off of that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's cool to see what they've been doing and like watching a little bit of like how they've been building the game up and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you watch the new uh Star Wars Fallen Order trailer? I <laughs> see I want to, but the other part of me doesn't want to get excited for a game by EA. And then remember, oh yeah, it's EA. I remember when I got hyped about Battlefront coming back, and then that game tanked. Then they were like, no, 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 Battlefront 2 will be better, we promise. And then it tanked. That one tanked because they shot themselves in the foot. EA as a company has shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. They've ruined like everything I love. Now, EA themselves did say when they started showing off Jedi Fallen Order stuff, so we're, I guess we're just into it now. Jedi, they, they said Jedi Fallen Order was going to be a single-player game with no downloadable, or with no eShop purchases or whatever. Yeah, but listen, here's the thing. It's EA, so I, I don't trust them. <laughs> I don't trust them either. Let's, let's look at the last three big releases that EA has had, All right. which I'm going to consider as Battlefront, Battlefront 2, and the Anthem. You have a holy trifecta <laughs> of trash. Absolute garbage. Yeah. And EA as a company is going to be like, no, 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 no. But this time, it's going to be better. This you know time. what that sounds like to me? It sounds almost like an abusive relationship. It, no, it is. It you know, you get is. beat up. Your parents ask you what happened. Your friends ask you what happened. You're like, oh, no, he was he was just, you know, he was just being EA. You know, it happens. This time, he told me when I come home. There's, there's not going to be any DLC. I'm not going to have to pay for him to take off some oh, extra piece of layer. I'm not going to have to do that. And then sure enough, one month later, guess who's back again with another black guy? He took out the belt the second you got home. Yeah, if it was like, thought... yeah, I'll take off a piece of clothing. Bam! Now give me 20 bucks so I can pay for a cab out of here. Yeah, I as much as I want to be excited for another Star Wars game, the fact that it's just behind with EA is just scary. Yeah. Because if you look at like how EA as a company works and like what is it they have like the graveyard of all the companies EA has worked with like what is it pandemic and stuff like that yeah I don't know man so so we have to say if if we're gonna include we have to, we do have to include Apex Legends it was really good on the other hand though you can feel that EA they didn't touch it all they went was. Hey, we don't think Anthem's going to be that good. How's that Apex ga- game going? Yeah. And fucking, uh, what's the company? Uh, The guys that made Titanfall, right? Yeah. yeah. Respawn? Respawn, yeah. Respawn Entertainment was like, uh, it's pretty close to done, but like, it's not perfect. And they're like, fucking drop it because we need something to cushion the blow. For and real. they dropped it. It didn't have any of the ad money because they just dropped it. And it's... One of the consistently, like, most watched and most played games. 
Also, something to bring up too is uh, they have legit stats for their loot drops. Yes. So that's yeah. like that's a huge thing too, because honestly, uh, you don't see that often. And I know some European countries ban games unless they show exactly what their drops are. But as for the game itself, EA is like the Todd Howard of lying, right? Like they tell you the sweetest things, and then they usually just fall flat. <laughs> it just works. Even better. They're not like Todd Howard's. Because Todd Howard, like, well, he doesn't really say any hard truths. They're like Peter Molyneux. I was just about to say that, too. I honestly <laughs> think it's more Peter Molyneux. Because he Peter Molyneux it- will say, fuck you, your character in this game is going to have the biggest dick ever. It's going to be literally poking out of the model. And then, he, and then as soon as he gets off stage... Literally all his other workers are like, what the fuck did you just say out there? We can't promise any of that. That seed that you planted? Yeah, that'll grow within three years' time. Like, Peter, we can't we can't do that. <laughs> Peter, we, we can't keep doing this. We're not strong Peter, enough. Please. Peter, please. We're, this is just on the Xbox, man. What the fuck do you think we are? <laughs> this is just like... A game to kind of like get the buzz going, you know, and then we're going to release a bigger <laughs> game. What are you doing, dog? <laughs> yeah, I think I think Peter Molyneux is a way better one. And then in Fable Two, you're going to go to space, Peter. What the Peter, fuck? Peter, this this is a fantasy game, dog. Listen, I know you want to be Assassin's Creed, okay? Where people will just keep buying the same game over and over, but we you can't, can't do this, man. You can't do that, Peter. Please, I got to go home to my kids. <laughs> Please let me out of the office. I'm tired of programming. I wish. No, make the character have the biggest I dick possible. I... I can't. I physically can't. The engine won't allow me. Then make a new engine. Uh, we can't just make a new engine. The game releases tomorrow. Scrap it all. We need to scrap it. Raystar. No. Okay, but and then there was some kind of mutiny because they there was a Peter mutiny because they fucking. Uh, overtook him and now he's just this fucking crazy old man <laughs> rambling in the corner like oh, that's that's uncle that's mauling you there don't don't listen to me and then if you kick the dog the dog will remember th- for three years <laughs> he'll, he'll i feel like it's kid. gonna be like looking back at the guy who did like the cody 2012 and then when he ran out of his hotel just start naked that's just gonna be him that's gonna be him that's gonna be he's just gonna be ranting and raving and just like throwing a tangent in the street just butt naked and everyone's going to be like, you okay, man? I can't wait for that tweet like, to drop The police tomorrow. are going to show up. They're not going to arrest him. They're not going to do anything. They're just going to sit there and watch and be like, is he okay? I can't wait for Peter Molyneux on Naked Rant to pop up on my Twitter feed tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but, okay, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. EA, we don't trust you, but if what you speak is true, then you have our trust. So, so give me the rundown on this real quick. Because, like, I like Star Wars. I'm just not like... Yeah. Into Star Wars. I'm burnt out on Star Wars. Well, Dude, yeah, so. because you played... After episode 8, I, uh... I didn't well. even you play goddamn Coder eight. every, like, five seconds I talk to you. It'll be like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm driving. Yeah? And I'm playing Coder. Goddamn! <laughs> Kotor's great. Listen, don't make the best version of the game on the phone, and we wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, the fact that the PC version, you actually have to, like... <laughs> Change the files to just make the game not garbage. God. <laughs> I loaded up that game. 
on PC, and I got to the Jedi planet without any problems, and then I climbed off the ship, and the sky was my character's face, and I was like, I don't think that's supposed to happen. <laughs> no, it's just a feature. Just like it's in my favorite game, Skyrim. Everything's a feature. When the mammoth fly. Yeah. When the horse climb up mountain. <laughs> when you when you get smacked by ogres. Yeah. So all Trolls. we have from Jedi Fallen Order, right? You watch the trailer. It looks like it, you don't really get a Star Wars feel until a bit later. But like the problem is, is I don't know what exactly this game is. Speaking of, it is by resp- it is by respawn, which is good. It's respawn. We trust respawn. So is it like a story driven game, or is it like that's what they said? It is a single player story driven game. That's huh. it. They the EA called like as soon as the trailer dropped, tweeted out. This is a single-player, no-multiplayer game. No multiplayer, no no online purchases. Now, to again, with Mace Windu, if what you speak is true, then you have my trust. <laughs> right? But all it is is, like, it kind of a Cyberpunk 2077 feel, where, like, you've got this guy on the train surrounded by people, and you see, like, all these cool guys in the background, like, talking and everything. And then, like, you have just this kind of generic looking guy who's like, oh, don't stand out. And, and what you get the feel is that he's the survivor of Order 66. Gotcha. Uh, but like he's like working on like picking up this big Star Destroyer. And then he's like hiding from the Stormtroopers. His buddy falls. He uses the Force to save him. Uh, and then it shows him on the run from a bunch of people. And like it looks like joining the Rebellion. But I will say is holy shit. EA, please don't fuck this up. There is an there is antagonist that looks like the Sith equivalent of you, and they've got the cool like Imperial officer helmet, but like it's fully front fit covering too. Like you don't see their face, and they got this cool red visor and cape. And like I'm like, just please don't blow this, please. They look so cool. Don't pull me a Kylo Ren and blow it. Oh, I'm just boy. gonna leave my expectations low. Yeah, I think okay. I'll be surprised. The fact that it's being made by Respawn like helps because it seems like respawn they have a firm grasp of their games and they don't let ea fuck with them so i I can trust them being able to just get it done the last so i'm trying to remember what was the last like single player kind of story driven game was that like uh shoot what uh star destroyer what was his force 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 awakens is it Unleashed or is Awakened? Or Unleashed, yeah. Force, Force Unleashed. Unleashed yeah. yeah. Was that like the last ones to come out that were kind of like single-player so. story-based? Yeah. And those were good, honestly. They were, they were fun, yeah. Um, it was fun just to like pick up Wookiees and just like toss them off the bridge. Yeah. So if we're kind of looking at it like if it's going to kind of be uh, like Sorry, that. guys. Star Wars, Star Wars, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens was released in 2016. Oh, well, I mean, we got... Yeah, I guess I should. I don't know. I I Lego wasn't Star counting Wars the Legos. Always good. Um, Legos do a good job actually doing cool stuff. Um, I usually yeah, just never count them, just because they're. I feel weird. like they're their own genre. Yeah, that's what yeah. I, I agree. Hard to fuck up, but yeah, like those were probably the last single player focused Star Wars games from what I'm seeing. So it's hard to say because I wonder if it's gonna kind of be like that or. Um, if it's going to be more kind of like KOTOR, maybe, um, where it's just kind of an RPG. I'd be okay with something like, uh, oh fuck, what's it called? Uh, Jedi Knight? Mm, yeah. Where, where it's, 
it's not to the level of extreme that Force uh, Force Unleashed is, but like you are like this kind of badass walking around. Yeah, from I mean, the kid probably might be the next Star Destroyer. We'll see. <laughs> uh, he looks he, again like from what he starts. He's like, there are three rules. Always stay in the shadows. I forget the other two. Uh, but, like, it looks like he survived Order 66 as a Padawan. Mm. And, like, is just trying to live undercover, gets found out, stuff happens. Right. My, again, the, the dream scenario, you get this single player, either cool action game or RPG, and that's it. Maybe DLC. Maybe some cool DLC. I... Just don't want to count for DLC just yet, because... Make yeah. good game first, then give me DLC. Give me full game first, please. Yeah, exactly. I think that's as much as we can get off of that, honestly. Yeah. Um, Speaking about getting off, let's talk about Steam users getting off on their own small dicks. Hey. Let's talk about how Gearbox called everyone cucks. For the most part. <laughs> if you don't know, was it September 16th, Borderlands 3 drops, and on PC... Is a Epic's Game Store exclusive for six months. This did not sit well with a lot of Steam users. Something like that. People got really mad. Yeah. Like really, really, really mad. All right, they started review yeah. bombing. Borderlands Two. Borderlands Two, which, like, that's a pretty good game. It, it had just... a ex- it had like an overwhelmingly positive review, but now it's. I'm pretty sure, like, mostly negative or overwhelmingly negative, at least when it when people were review bombing, which is interesting. It, it reminds me a lot of when people started review bombing GTA V when they got rid of mods. Um, it's it's weird. Um, I, I think it's fine if people want to review bomb because, to be fair, Borderlands 2 is, like, a decade-old game. So, it already has its success. So, let people say what they want to say. Let them just get it out. I'm going to say, shove a dick in your mouth on that one. Yeah, that's fair. Eat a dick. Go be angry somewhere else on the internet. Because someone might have just gotten Steam and be like, I wonder what this Borderlands 2 game is. And then you're just going to have a bunch of people screaming about, like, bad game, blah, blah, blah. But... Okay, there's, there's many things I want to say about this. I'll let you get your point out. There is a thing that they have added. A while ago, they added a system where essentially any off-topic review, anything that's not an actual review of the game, like they have some kind of bot or something that skips through them, because they received over, th- over 3,000 negative reviews in a space of seven days. They cut them all. So, like, do you mind if I, mind if I cut in this real quick? Yeah. I'm angry. Here's the thing. The anger is understandable. I'm kind of like, <laughs> you guys are just being a bunch of diaper babies and complaining about something you've been wanting for years. And then now <laughs> that is here, you're like, whoa, 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 hold on. We don't want it like that, dog. Because, like, you know, no one no one really enjoys having to use Steam all the time. Especially when, like, you plug in your PS4 controller or your Xbox controller and it's like, hey, do you want to use big picture mode? It doesn't work. And it's like, no, no Steam. I don't want to use big picture mode because it sucks. Mm-hmm. I could literally get like a little button designer for my PC and it will work five times better than you. Guaranteed. Because you have this weird thing where you have to recognize a controller, but you don't 
support the guitar. It's stupid. It is dumb. So people have been wanting a different like service for a while. And now that it's here, it's like another boot launcher. The big thing, I think, at least legitimate claim-wise, that people are upset about. Because there's the, I'm just going to be upset to be upset, or to be upset because it's something different, people. And then there's the people going, I'm not sure how much I trust the Epic Game Store because of uh, like multiple security issues that people have found with it every now and then. And yeah. then I'm reading a thing, it's like 40% of Epic Games is owned by a Chinese conglomerate. Yep. I'm pretty aware about that one, and they're and they do like some pretty cheap bootstrap shit. Yeah, so I think that's what people, at least with the legitimate claims, are like. Oh, now hold on, they've been hacked like a pretty decent amount of times, and most like almost fifty percent of it is owned by China. Yeah, so it's like, mm, it's a little shady. It, it is shady. Um, my I'm fine with it as long as when it releases to Steam, if you can link your epic games account to the steam account and you can just play from there then fine i could give less of a shit honestly because if that's the case like you could do like an eso or something like that where you can just link up with any any other person like if you have it on straight launcher or if you have it on steam doesn't matter you can play with people like that's fine um as long as it doesn't like alienate the people that play it um i it doesn't matter but yeah. the I think what the most important thing to talk about is just the automated system that they made to take out like quote unquote reviews that aren't like on topic. I don't know the exacts of them, but I know there's a lot of reviews that have like jokes or like memes on them and they give them like, you know, a good rating or a bad rating. And sometimes those are funny and it just kind of perfectly encapsulates like what the game is. Um, yeah, and I don't know if those ones will be taken out. Uh, as Valfrey explained, off-topic reviews will be excluded from how the game's overall ratings calculate, since the system excludes the entire period of off-topic. Re- so it looks like what they've done is because they weren't getting a flood of reviews at the time, they've just taken that seven-day period and went fuck all this. Yikes! But like. Since the system, uh, reading, reading this directly from the uh, article on GameIndustry.biz, it also discounts the 2006 positive scores Borderlands 2 was given in the past week. Although many of these are either defending against the review bombers or still expressing their hatred for the Epic Game Store but praising the actual game. So what they're trying to do is just, like, they're just going, and, and now, say what you want about Gearbox. Cause, uh, yeah, that's a tough topic. <clears throat> Got some words. Future's looking grim. Yeah, got some words for some of those people. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, the boss. But, when I hear to talk about that, it seems like Valve themselves went, we don't want a bunch of pointless reviews that aren't actually constructive in any way. Yeah. We're just going to take all these out. They just don't count. Because if you go back on Steam right now, it's back to an overwhelmingly positive review. It's just... Because, like, honestly, you could say it's almost like a... Uh, a breaking like the First Amendment right kind of thing, or like the freedom of speech kind of shit, or like you know any like putting out journalism in any way. So it's interesting because there are there probably were positive reviews that like legitimately just reviewed the game, but they just kind of like blindsided and got rid of all of it. So I 
I'm not a big fan of that. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just not a fan of just, like, filtering out the stuff that you don't like kind of things. If people want to, you know, review bomb it, let them review bomb and, like, let the game stand. Because um, it, it is difficult. Because it's, it's hard to say whether or not getting rid of uh, reviews and filtering them is the right play or the wrong play. Because both can be right. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, I think it's like, yeah, like you said, it's a weird balance where like, yeah, you get rid of reviews that are just being meme lords and like not really providing anything. But at the same time, like it's still someone's review. It's still how they view the game. I'm of the opinion that you should wait for the game. Like the game has to be out before you can review it because otherwise you get like my anime list where people hype beast up a show and it (laughs) shoots up to the top 20 out of nowhere and the show comes out and it's mediocre at best. Yeah. It's like, well, now it's here forever because the overwhelming amount of positive reviews will just crush out everything else for the next year or so. Yeah. I, I think people probably just should have shown their, like, uh, their angers elsewhere. Like, there's a lot of other platforms to show. Like, I mean, Reddit is probably the one of the biggest platforms I've ever seen people show dissatisfaction or just anger in any way probably where form. most of them are hiding anyways yeah so. right yeah if it's not reddit then it's 4chan oh like. for real and uh what's i don't know dog 4chan's pretty watered down nowadays yikes uh what's that one site where you can like sign a like thing yeah that makes a lot of sense like good sentence <laughs> i'm sorry it's uh it's a website where you put up a topic and it's like you get people to sign it and if it gets enough signs oh fucking like one of those change.org things i think that's it i think that's literally what i'm talking about change.org like where they make petitions like uh i don't know pewdiepie should be t-series sign this petition shit like that yeah Yeah. i mean like yeah most change.org is kind of memed on but i think it's still like a platform that you could use and people could seriously like you know show how they feel about it but i mean we can't fucking control the mass media so like they're gonna do whatever they feel like is the right thing to do. Fuck, they'll DDoS people if they want to. And hell yeah, brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking. All I'm saying is like, if you're so mad, because like Cam said, like there is a new system, and yes, uh, obviously Epic Games has some issues, right? But the fact that there is a, I feel like half of the problems that people actually have, because there are some legitimate concerns, half of the actual issues people have are. Hergader, it, 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 it Fortnite money. <laughs> me no like Fortnite because Fortnite not for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's a weird half split where you have half the group being memers like, oh, we just don't want it because memes, and yeah. the other half is like, no, we don't like it because like we don't like the store. Yeah, but like you could always wish for a better store. Like I wish Microsoft as a company would get their act together. Holy I wish shit, EA Microsoft as a is the worst. Yeah, Origin yeah. is also the worst. I yeah. am completely for getting, like, having a new platform. <laughs> I wish Uplay wasn't so trash. Oh. Uplay doesn't exist in my mind. Uh, <laughs> legit, though, like, I understand wanting a new platform for games to be on because Steam, as of right now, is not doing. Steam has no like, reason to get better because they don't have competition. They're a monopoly. Yeah, like, who's going to contest them? Right, it's literally like YouTube or Twitch. Like, it's fucking hard. And I understand. And I think it's a step in the 
right direction to try and like get people to have other launchers and kind of get the idea of like hey if it's on another launcher like people will buy it like good old games too um yeah but the problem is is there's nothing that's like so so close to steam in any way shape or form it's not like you know discord is a skype it's not like anything like that so it's just it's just something that it'll have to be over time or it'll have to be something that'll come up out of nowhere um it's weird because i completely am with like getting a whole new platform i want a new platform for youtube i want a new platform for twitch streamers because it's just cancer for what it is yeah and and, like it would help drive competition for these platforms just to be better yeah absolutely but we don't have i think (laughs) xbox is slowly realizing like oh we dropped the ball oh yeah i've been trying to get people back but like sony at this point has scooped up all the exclusivity like xbox 360 did back in the day where it's like i don't know but if forced like bloodborne happened uncharted 4 happened god of war happened persona like it's forcing so many good things to come out i think even this new game nsr that's going to be on the playstation yeah it's going to be on playstation and steam fury was on playstation for a bit only and then it eventually came to steam and xbox like, like yeah even indie developers are going like ah man sony just seems like a smarter choice which yeah. is you know <sighs> neat yeah yeah but like it's it's driving the competition so i like <laughs> speaking that. of uh driving things out of competition hey that's a hey. good fucking Game, transition gamestop is finally getting what they deserve yup they are finally just losing so much money over a large amount of time. And I remember it was within the last couple months they switched CEOs. Like the CEO, the last CEO dropped and they got a new one, which is very interesting. But they have shown like an overall stock loss and an overall like large money loss. And have you ever been to a GameStop like kind of recently? Yes. <laughs> it's the it's awful what it's transformed into. It's like a hot, like half hot topic. They sell games? <laughs> It doesn't feel like no. It. It's called GameStop because they stopped selling games. <laughs> yeah, they're oh. selling. <laughs> well, okay. So here's the, here's the thing. I actually have a little bit of info. Okay. That's like the build up to this. So I actually had friends who were MovieStop employees as well as GameStop employees later on. So the problem is, is MovieStop is just dumb. It was dumb, and it was going to get blown up eventually. If Blockbuster got blown up, MovieStop was going to get blown up. Yeah. So in order to counteract this, I guess some decisions were made to go hey, let's try to bring in, like, pop culture stuff in order for more people to buy things from the store. <clears throat> like pop figures or t-shirts and stuff like that. And it slowly became, like, random merch that people just don't really care about that was so, like, niche in th- certain things. Like, oh, man, do I sure want a cup that is the Predator head? I'd love that. I, you know, it's like I totally want an eighty dollars statue of Cloud. Like, okay, yeah, not really. Like, if I really want that, I'll just go to a convention. Yeah, to whoever's selling all the Play Arts Kai stuff, and I'll be like, hey, uh, yeah, I'll go give to me Artist that. Alley. Yeah, I'll go to Artist Alley. <laughs> Have you seen like the custom statues people make in Artist Alley? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know if I love them or hate them. They're the best. No, they're they're oh. straight up because you can't get them anywhere else. So they're just they're amazing. Some of them are pretty unique, but like, I don't know. It, it felt like they were trying to shift it over to where people would come into the store for things other than just the store. And then Movie Stop died out, 
So now they have all this overhead and they're like, oh my god, we have to get rid of this. So then they threw it into GameStop because that's all they have left. And it was like, okay, well, let's just keep this going. Because sometimes people buy it, I guess. And they just keep supplying it with stuff that nobody cares about. Yeah. And, like, I feel like overall, like, the hype behind games has kind of died out. Because, you know, like, I know before GameStop, I had, like, a couple stores I would go to all the time. Like, there was a store in Hawaii called Toys and Joys. And they had, like, they would release, they would get the game and they'd be like, yeah, we know, like, the official release date is like a week from now, but we're just gonna, we, we have it, so we're just gonna hold a release party for it. Hush, hush, don't tell nobody. You know, you didn't hear it from us. And John, like, you absolute fool, you've sold them out, you bastard. <laughs> I don't even know if they're still in business, honestly. But like, you know, they had anime products and stuff like that. So that was cool. And then like, if you go to GameStop, like, I went to GameStop when Borderlands uh, 2 was announced for the midnight release because my cousin and I were huge Borderlands fans at the time and we were like, Borderlands 2 is coming out. This is going to be great. Yeah. Let's go to the midnight release. I w- and I they w- actually had a contest. So they had a Nerf gun and all the GameStop employees actually made their own like Borderlands costumes, which was really cool. They redid a Nerf gun to look like a gun from Borderlands. <laughs> they had the Handsome Jack poster up and everything. And they're like, hey, see that Handsome Jack poster that's all the way up there? We made a line. And if you shoot it from behind this line, we will give you, like, I I forget. I think they were giving away, like, free copies of, like, the guidebook or, like, certain merchandise for the game. And that was amazing. It made me want to go to the midnight release and pre-order from GameStop. Yeah, that's cool. You know? You know, it wasn't just like, oh, you know, you get, like, a golden gun or you get a skin for your character. It was like, oh, no, I went because the community was fun. And that's what I enjoyed. Because you weren't just getting, like, the game, you were getting the community. When Injustice dropped, that same GameStop had a tournament, and the winner got a free copy of Injustice. Bring back fucking GameStop tournaments, dude. <laughs> yeah, when, when, uh, yeah. when Sun and Moon dropped, like, everyone got pins and posters at the midnight release party. And then you could also, there was a Smash Bros. tournament that didn't have any prizes or anything. Cause, but they were just like, hey, just I know you guys are going to be waiting in line for a while, so we set up. Uh, Smash 4, just that you guys have something to do while you're kind of waiting. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think they did like a little mini tournament and they just gave away like a prize or two. Uh, the same GameStop actually had that tournament, but they had like cardboard like champion, like WWE belts. Oh, that's cool. With like the Super Smash Bros and stuff on it. It wasn't like, you know, some gimmicky thing. Like you remember, uh, when they invited all like the Smash Bros to come play like Smash 4 when it first came out and they had like that little belt. Yeah, it was a cardboard version of the belt. That's cool. And you like the top like eight people got to walk home with the belt. So one of my friends has the belt like chilling out in his room. That's really neat. I mean, obviously, GameStop has shown like it's possible for them to actually be a decent company and have some really cool stuff. But overall, I just think their business practices and everything else like it's just awful. Yeah. One of the biggest things is just pre-order sales. I know just from historically and like a lot of other employees talking about like how how much they just push for either selling the membership thing or the pre-owned sales which is really interesting i I don't feel like either one really benefits yeah i don't i I don't want to sit there and listen to you trying to give me like a bunch of fucking shit like i don't want to pre-order this game that i didn't come here to buy yeah. And I know it's not your fault, but stop trying to push that. At the same time, I don't want to have to walk 
around a bunch of displays oh my for your Five Night at Freddy toys to get to like where your games are. <laughs> right? That's, it's so true though. Yeah. It really is like that. It'd be like that sometimes. I feel like they're just trying to appeal to like the biggest age group they possibly can, which is kids. You know? Like like everything else in games. Yeah, for real. Uh yeah, I don't know. I've always like it as much as possible, I would love to just support the mom and pop shops because those guys are the real like MVPs. Yeah. But unfortunately, around like my area, there really isn't a lot other than like the used mom and pop shop stores where they don't have any like new releases or anything. They just have the games that people like you know return and shit. Trade in. Yeah. yeah. And like as we have something similar. As much as I would love to re- like you know support that, there's not much I can really do other than like buy a couple things i'm actually surprised gamestop has never like especially now kind of go towards more of the retro arcade kind of shit because that shit's popping yeah and i feel like it would have really worked if they just start selling like old ass systems with old ass games like and shit like that like that would be cool yeah it doesn't help too that like online shopping has advanced to a point where i was getting what was ready for yeah people don't want physical copies anymore they just want the digitals and there's nothing you can really do about that. It's literally like physical card games versus online card games. Like yeah, it's almost that, like, exact. That fear of missing out when it comes to collector's editions, like you'll see it on eBay within a week for a lot cheaper than what you would have got it for sometimes. Like, yeah. Like if I love the like like every Pokemon game I'm probably gonna buy physical. Because it's just nice to have the physical. Yeah. I always buy physical games because I like having the physical box, honestly. Yeah. So, like, I love Undertale, one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, great game. Can't convince me otherwise. I already owned it on PC. I bought the Switch uh, Collector's Edition because I just love the game. Yeah. I just love the game. I yeah. love what it is. But I didn't go to GameStop for it. Yeah. I just bought it offline. Yeah. Because you can also buy physical games offline. And, and you can buy them from, like, literally any place. So Yeah. And the fact that GameStop's answer was, what if we started selling all this cool nerd shit? And you went, you fucking idiots. We already bought this nerd shit offline. Why would we go there now? Yeah. You missed you miss the point of, we're going to start, like, here's all these PS1 games. Like, yeah, like, you. I think you've got it on the nose, Max. Like, if they started selling old-ass systems again, like, if they turned into what GameStop kind of started off being... Yeah, because I know, like, so before I left for, like, basic training and all that stuff, my buddy actually went to, like, one of the few GameStops that still had the old games, and he searched. Those ones are cool. He searched for hours, and he found me a copy of Tatsunoko versus Capcom. That's super and cool. And he gave it to me as, like, a going-away gift, and I was like, you're you're the best. <laughs> I couldn't have asked for a better friend. I know there's one over in indiana i think in like fort wayne or something that i went to when i was younger that actually had like the old retro shit and i remember it being like the coolest place ever yeah just because it's the old arcade shit and when it's actually like uh physically there and it's actually not in like super fucked up conditions yeah it's super nice and it's super cool and you know what also i miss i kind of miss like having the demo setups too yeah the demo setups were, as a kid, super cool, and they got rid of those entirely. I'd still, like, hang out in Target and Smash 4, up on CPUs with Ganondorf. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, it's very interesting, but I think that's more of a, uh, like, game company thing rather than, like, 
you know, yeah. the actual like service for GameStop or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, we'll see. We will see, but I'm pretty sure they're actually just going to go bankrupt and they'll close all stores. And hopefully there's a, there will be a new place that actually gets the shit right and doesn't like, like shove returns down your fucking throat. Yeah. Builds up a community. Doesn't yeah. have to shove down like crazy dumb things that nobody cares about down your throat. Yeah, I, like, I think the best way to do, like, returns is to give more than what's needed because it establishes a very strong relationship. Because if you you trade something in and they give you more money than, like, initially what it's supposed to be, like, let's say if I trade in, like, my PS4 or some shit, and they give me, like, I don't know, my PS4 and, like, games with it, and they give me, like, $400 for some shit... Like, yeah, they're losing money, but I'm going to come back and buy shit. I'm going to buy shit from them, and I'm going to be like, okay, these guys are super chill. Like, I love this. Yeah. But GameStop takes the exact opposite, and they fucking grub grub all of your money from you. (laughs) Listen, the best I can do is 25 cents. (laughs) Yeah, like, come on, man. It's a PS4 in the collector's edition of Persona 5 with all the records. I'm going to have to call in an expert to check this out. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I, I think, stars. yeah, for real, <laughs> I just think that's like the best way to do it because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta lose money to make money, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. And I think it is tough, but I think that's the best way to like, do it. Like there's definitely like the profit margin where like yeah. you, you don't want to like, you know, with, with like pawn shops and stuff like that, they don't want to take something take a risk on something and then be like, oh no, we can't sell it for as much as we bought it and we just lost money. Of course, nobody wants that to happen. However, I'd rather have someone like, kind of show like they care about that community and they care about building that customer base to come back and be like, if you're going to pick any game company, come to us. I come across a lot of things too where it's hard for people to find local scenes for like any games whatsoever. Yeah, it's definitely tough. I feel like, honestly, GameStop should be, or like any other company that possibly becomes something like GameStop should just do that. It's it's like the perfect spot because just meet me at the fucking Walmart local. Yeah, scrub. seriously. Like, yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, can can I do a quick shout out real quick? Yeah, what's up? Yo, shout out to Sage Mantis Game Haven back in uh, Virginia, best place ever. So it's actually really funny. So we have a place in Virginia called Sage Mantis Game Haven, and the dude like you'll see him sitting behind his little counter like where he like does transaction he's just playing racing games because that's what he likes to do he's playing forza he's killing it and i'm just sitting there like damn how's he so good at forza uh he's actually so he does card games he does video games and he does like he anything like gaming related he does the only thing he hasn't really gotten into is D because he one doesn't have the space for it with how much stuff he does and two like he doesn't have enough community members there so what i really like about him is like He's a super cool dude to hang out with. He'll talk to you all the time. Shop cats are awesome, and he's got a really nice shop cat. Um, he holds tournaments all the time. You can tell he bends over backwards for the communities like that come in and play the tournaments there. Like I remember back when I was playing Cardfight Vanguard there. like He did everything possible to try to make that community happy. He tried to always get the new sets on time, ready to go as much as possible, and like... You know, he would keep old sets because, like, in Vanguard, that mattered, was people having the older sets. So, like, 
him having all these older sets for us to like also tear into at any given time was like amazing. Uh, he's got like a bunch of high end gaming computers that he's built for the people who want to play like League of Legends and stuff like that. Back when I was there, I'm sure now they're playing like Fortnite and Apex and stuff like that. But yeah. Back in the day when League of Legends was like the rage, dude, he had like perfect setups, great internet connections. Now he's starting to branch into fighting games. He's got like the Teenage Mutant Turtle beat up, beat him up. He's got Fatal Fury slash uh, like a row Mark of the Wolves. Like you could tell he's. He really relies on the communities to kind of, like, consistently bring in their stuff, but he will work with them in order to try and get them the best things. And I really like that aspect of that kind of shop. Yeah, but, like, but like when are you going to meet me at the Target Locals, though? Hey, right, man, he's like, fucking... he's, like, almost, I want to say, like, ten minutes from a Walmart. That's when cool. You, when when you going to meet me at the fucking Best Buy Evo? <laughs> That's cool, though. <laughs> I, I Because, like, honestly, um... One of the other places I've been to that at least had my locals for a while was just a um, internet cafe. Yeah. And it was a super nice place because it was legit like it's such nice setup. They had all these nice computers, all these nice setups. They had monitors that were actually decent. And um, Please don't tell me it went out of business. No, they just because like they had it scheduled for this for them to do fight nights for like a year and um it came around that time and then they just stopped um but i personally wanted to run like hearthstone stuff there like i i ran hearthstone tournaments there like i hosted that and they worked with me and it was really really awesome doing that um and overall like i actually got a lot closer to them and i started working for them for a little bit and it's just interesting because they were a lot. They were very community driven, and they were excited to just have anything new and anything interesting to add into their, I guess, just like community driven stuff. Yeah. So, like the perfect like store in my mind, just like is a store that can sell shit, trade ins, and then it's also just like an internet cafe slash arcade yeah. kind of place. Like- like a super brick and mortar shop that just has all this stuff, and that sounds like heaven, honestly. Yeah, that's that's what Sage Mantis like Game Haven is to me, where it's like and, it's yeah. I go there all the time. I talk to the owner all the time, and then I play games there and I hang out with my buddies. Like that's where uh, we go to hang out. Since I haven't really had that experience until like I got into the competitive game scene nowish, and we'll give give a shout out to Super Gamers Anonymous, uh-huh. where they they host all uh, NMism. Which is New York, the the New, New Mexico York. fighting scene. F- <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. I know what I'm saying. It's the New Mexico fighting scene, but they're super cool. Like, it's a three hour drive f- for me to get out there, and they understand, so they they make an active effort. Like, me and Keanu have hosted that, like have been have been scream lords there for their streams, and they're like, whenever you guys come back, just let us know, and we'll set up the stream. We'd be loved having you on. And, like, I was talking to the guy. I was like, oh, when are you going to do fighters? And he's like, you let me know when you're going to come down, and I will set up a fighters tournament for you. That's awesome. This guy, like, and they do it at, like, people's houses sometimes. Like, it's a close-knit community. And, sadly, I don't get to see it as much. Yeah. But, like, that's what we want. GameStop. It was definitely cool when they, like, let me take over Tekken. Yeah. Because, like, I have, like, the Tekken knowledge, so I can be like, oh, yeah, this, this, and this. The King Player got on, and they watched me, like, 
throw down all the king knowledge. I threw the book at everybody. I messed up the name of the like the tech of the costume, but like I had all the frame data. I was like, yeah, that's safe. He should do this combo, and he was doing it. I'm proud of that boy. Yo, let's go with the throws. It was really cool. Yeah, it's also like really interesting to look at like gaming culture for different countries because like the few times I've been to Korea, like. They have PC bongs, which is just PC cafes. Yeah. And those things are huge. They're so popular. It's it's wild that, like, there's nothing like that in America. Same thing yeah. with, like, arcade level in Japan. Yeah, arcade cabinets are, like, weirdly popular in Japan. Weirdly yeah, enough. I think it's just because, like, it's a smaller area as opposed to, like, the U.S. Like, Korea and Japan are nothing compared to the size of the U.S. I think something, too, is a very popular thing for at least, like, Japanese people are just portable stuff that's why the vita yeah. is still popping over in asia somehow yeah. but like it seems like not a lot of people own their own shit yeah that's and it. they just much rather like go somewhere in public and play that shit so people just like work around that and that's why you have those arcade cabinets yeah it doesn't help that those areas are just like super comfy like yeah it's not like america where we purposely built arcade machines to be stand up two players you know so you're like trying to play mvc mvc2 and your buddy's like nudging you over oh and you're like God. dude chill out yeah in japan you you get like a cabinet to yourself if you're an adult they give you like a little smoking tray or a place to hold your beer and you just chill out for the day and play some like tech under street fighter or something yeah, yeah that's really cool and again just it would just be the perfect place for anybody and anything like very community yeah. driven quote-unquote GameStop places yeah because like recently green arcade in uh korea closed and, like, there's there's a little bit of bad blood between a few of them, but, like, when people talk about the memories of that place, it's crazy. Maybe the, the – okay, this is the new dream, is that GameStop dies, right? Okay, okay. That is, that's already my dream. And then all the people that worked there, all the small people that had nothing to do with GameStop being a horribly run company that it is, they buy out the skeletons and turn them into local game shops. If only. That is – that is the epitome of the dream. Fucking point to the point to the stands, cross your hands in prayer. You know, yeah. obviously God's not happy with us with the Notre Dame thing, but maybe like this will help. The problem is, <laughs> is uh, are those spaces big enough for that ambition? You know, I think some are. Possibly the mall ones. Obviously, mall not. ones definitely are done. They're done though. But I think ones that are just kind of like they're literal buildings by themselves and not a part of a strip mall or some shit. Um, I think they have a possibility to actually be something. Yeah, I've definitely gotten some big GameStops where I'm like, holy hell. Who? <laughs> you just find this little like 10 year old and you're like, my mom dropped me off here when I was six. <laughs> it's been full of years. Dude, that's like PC bonds, man. People literally bit, like live in that shit. So. Yeah, dude. I love it. Because, like, you could buy Hot Pockets, you could buy energy drinks. Oh, yeah. You could get soda. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. Listen listen to that sustenance right there. Hot Pockets. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, man, Hot Pockets have stepped up their game lately, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of stepping up their game, PlayStation. PlayStation. Thank you. Finally doing what literally everyone's been asking for for the longest time. Since, like, the beginning of the PS3 era. So, like, 2006. If you fuck up... Bring you back free multiplayer? I wish. No, name changes. R.I.P. Killzone? Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Killzone. 
60 uh, person multiplayer for free are you kidding me dude that was the best honestly i still wish they brought that back i think nintendo did a good job at least like it's 20 dollars for a whole year which is yeah. nice but again i don't like paying for online so yeah. all right so we're back into the lane we were originally on yeah you can finally change your name from xx salty nut 75 xx underscore to something else. To like something XX else. XX Fresh Nut. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Underscore 47XX. Legit, though, I have so many people I, like, know that have made their accounts, their PSN accounts, like, when they were very young, me included, and being, like, very embarrassed about their, like, names and not being able to change it. I mean, fuck, Max, what was my old league name and Xbox name? Ninja Prince Vegeta. Oh, was it was Ninja Prince everywhere. Vegeta? I thought it was just Prince Vegeta. No, it was Ninja Prince Vegeta. I, like, saw you enter that somewhere, and I, I, I almost wanted to be like, really? Really, dog? Yeah. I it's like when I look at my old Gmail, like, because I have two Gmails now. I have, like, the one I use nowadays, I which is very, like, professional. And then, like, I have the old one that I use that's associated with all my other stuff, and I'm like, yep. oh, boy. I'm I mean, I have thing. the one that I don't talk about, but I'm not going to talk about that one. Yeah. Um... My my whole story, right, is I originally did have a PSN with my tag Mega Max Star, and it actually still exists. But the little story is uh, back when the PSN got hacked, um, way Ooh, back then, yeah. yeah, and they were yeah. down for like months. Uh, my email at the current time that was linked to that account was linked to my ISP, and uh, when PSN came back, my ISP was switched to something else entirely. And when you log in, they asked you for a manual password change. And you had to log <laughs> into your email to do that. That account has been lost for forever. So I had to make a second account. And I named it the quite possibly the most weebiest name I have ever named a fucking account. Makasu Eru, which is Maxwell Hell in Japanese. Yeah. I had that forever since I was like eight. And I've wanted to die ever since because it literally is like my main account. <laughs> Ready for fun. So my transformation was back in like, so I used to play MapleStory with my buddies a lot. Oh, oh boy. And I would make multiple accounts. The problem yeah. is I got so tired of making new account names and trying to be creative <laughs> that I ended up just writing it as like, LOL, one, two, three, four. And I would just add a number every single time because <laughs> there's no way in hell anyone would take that name. Right. So I was like, all right, cool, bet. And then around, like, and this happened for years, until I finally got my 360 about, like, release of Modern Warfare 2 around that time. Like, a little bit before that, because Halo 3 was still, like, the, sh- the thing to play. R.I.P. Valhalla Warthog Strats. Um, <laughs> hopefully, Halo Infinite will do something about that. Hopefully. But, like, so then, I got my Xbox 360, I made, like, a really dumb name for it, and then my cousin, uh... Also had an Xbox 360. And all his friends got together and we're like, we're going to change our names to something. But we all have to be, like, in sync. So when we jump into, like, a lobby, you, they can tell, like, we're all friends. So we we did this thing where we associated with a like. So it would be, like, a color, like, and then something. So, or, like, you know, just a general something, like, that format. So my cousin was hot like fire. Somebody else was cold like rice. Someone was sweet like sugar. And then I went with black like tar. Because that was like the first color I could think of. Which led to a lot of great hijinks because of that. That I don't really want to get into. Yeah. Uh-oh. But. Don't, don't worry about it. 
Yeah, don't 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 worry about it. Don't worry about it. it. Uh, <laughs> but then like eventually Leak like became big and then everyone jumped over that. They kind of kept their names and then they changed it. But I still enjoyed like the aspect of it. So I'm like, okay, how can I update this? So then I made white like rice and it's just kind of like stuck since. And I'm not changing it anytime soon. I like that. But yeah. LOL 10234. Yeah. My name Sir the Third is actually from a dumb YouTube group me and my friends were going to make. We were going to be Knights of the Oblong Table, which I stole, because <laughs> who's going to stop me? Right. Uh, follow me on twitch.tv slash Sir the Third. Hey, uh, I, the promise plug. I'll start str- I promise I'll start streaming again. Uh, <clears throat> twitch affiliate. But, yeah, don't want to brag. Twitch affiliate. Haven't streamed in like a while. <laughs> Rest in peace, your subs. When I dropped off the food, he was, like, twitching in a corner talking about his subs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, I, yeah, mine was Ninja Prince Vegeta, and I stuck by that for a fucking while. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ninja Prince Vegeta, that's me. Or if I couldn't get it, 915, just in case. And then I I sat there, and I was like, wow, that's a fucking dumbass name. Mr. <laughs> the Third, such a better name, because I am the third. Like I'm, I'm Vernon Walter the Third. Like that's what I do, and it was just great. And it's to the point where like I'll go on other people's streams and be chatting them up. I'm like, oh, it's Sir the Third. That's a good name. Like, so the <laughs> fact that people out there don't have to be named, you know, Prince Vegeta, sal- Ninja. salty, salty Sephiroth, uh, seven eight three or Shadow Sonic. Uh, Shadow is so cool. Five five x x underscore x. Yeah, yeah. Like now that now they can change that, and that's a really good... lowercase x uppercase x lowercase x underscore pro gamer. My goodness. Repeat the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> my my origin story for my name is it, it's pretty simple, I would say, and I wish I actually was a little more creative about the idea behind it, but uh, it was just Mega. I really liked Mega Man, so I was like. All right, I'll start Hell. with Mega Man, Mega Max. That's my name, and then my animal at the time was her name is Star, and I just was like Star. There we go. Now I wish, I absolutely wish, I actually had my name based off of a JoJo reference because I feel like that's so much more like <laughs> cooler. But but now that JoJo's hit like beam status, yeah, right. Like I I I wish I was actually that's like <laughs> a part of the culture for Joe's like <laughs> JoJo. Oh man, but when when you when JoJo when you would have made your names, you would have had to deal with the Duang subs. Bruh! What do you mean you would have to deal with the Duang subs? Are you kidding me? That was a I'm blessing. sorry, let, let me rephrase it. That was You'd a blessing. Yeah, you would be blessed with the Duang subs. <laughs> I, I watched like I was very curious about it because I was like, man, this new JoJo, like, it looks like it's very recent, but I know JoJo's been around for, like, a while, and I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is a gold mine, holy shit. Your boy's been getting uh, the hardback copies of the mangas, I have (laughs) uh, a couple for part one, I've been working on part three as well, Uh, and then, like, the hardback also moved into part two, and now they're moving into part three. I'm not getting the goddamn hardback for part three. That's already a pain in my butt enough. And they cost like 20, 30 bucks each. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm not paying that much for some paper. That, but but that feeling you're feeling, I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> ah. But yeah, on with the PSN name change. Your 
so from how it works is your first change is free, which is great. So everybody just gets their first change for free. And then you can revert back to any of your previous names that you've had at any point in time. Those names are owned by you no matter what. So it's kind of like Xbox without like the previous ownership name. Yeah. Um, so if you're, you, you basically can own like multiple names and people can't take those names anymore. Or was it League of Legends where you could change it? Um, I think, no, I think it was, I think it was, no, it was Microsoft. You were able to change your name for, oh. for free. Like the first yeah, time. Yeah. I, I just remember it was like one or the other. Cause I kind of changed it here and there. Yeah. Le- I remember League. You can't change your name unless you pay like 10 bucks, um, which yeah. I've done a couple times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's fine. I, from what I also understand, though, um, there are some really big bugs with some PlayStation games with your name being changed. Um, there's some videos that I watched where some games literally, like, crash. And, like, they can actually, like, destroy your fucking, like, system, possibly. Jeez. Uh, some dude, like, did it for the PS3 and the PS Vita, and literally, like, his PS3, like, crashed and burned. Because he was trying to load up like Black Ops 2 with a different name change. So um, that's interesting. But it's, again, that's the PS3. They can't fucking change that. But I, yeah. I'm aware for a lot of PS4 games, a lot of your online progress is just reset. So that's really weird. But there are some games that are just fine. Like Dragon Ball uh, is just fine. A lot of the fighting games. I think it's like every single fighting game for the most part is fine. But there's a literal list of, I think, and it's literally by Sony, I think, of a list of games that are known to have problems and lists of games that are fine. So um, hopefully they can get that fixed and have to not deal with that because I that is a mode of controversy. But overall, I think having a name change finally is a fucking great option and it should have been a part of it like a long time ago. Oh, yeah. This would be the part of the podcast where we would uh, read off emails, fan submissions, whatever. But we don't have that. But if you want to send emails, you can send that to wakeupsupermail at gmail.com. That's wakeupsupermail at gmail.com. If you want to hit me up, I'm on Twitter, at SirTheThird, or on Twitch, also SirTheThird. I don't know how to spell that out more for you. We literally had a whole part where we talked about names. (laughs) I'm trying to get back into streaming. I'm currently busy with trying to get married and get a house. And now that I have my new computer, it's just going to take a bit to get back into that swing swing of things. But I am somewhat active on Twitter. Definitely hit me up or email us if you have anything. Uh, Max, I know you stream. I haven't streamed in a long time, but I do have a stream. I I know you're on Twitter. (laughs) My Twitter's locked. Do you have anything... I do have my YouTube, my uh, youtube.com slash mega max star. Um, I'm uploading B&Bs, combos, and block strings for uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. They're basically just videos I think that every newbie and like veteran player should just know. So, so what Max is saying, he, he makes them for me because I'm too lazy to go look up block strings. And then it. I get really good at the game. Hey, <laughs> you heard it here first. Fight me in Tekken. I'll, I'll lose. Fight me in fighters. I'll try that. Fight me in literally any fighting game other than fighters. <laughs> All right. At me. At me. What? Why? Why aren't I getting my grabs out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Buddy. Keanu. By the way, thank you for being on 
Um, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, just go to his stream. <laughs> just, just go. Just go to our streams. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't have one, so I can't really. Or I should say, I don't have one that I like do anything on. Appreciate. So. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. Maybe if I like started getting consistent, I'll start. But as of right now, <laughs> should I just buy it? Should I just pull a gun and just sit behind you <laughs> and just fucking <laughs> you interact with those fucking Twitch subs right now? I swear to God, all like zero of them will do, Chief. You mm-hmm. had that one guy that you that you yeah. were a fan of. Sometimes yeah. I literally had like these two people that would just come on almost every stream. And that was all I would have for the longest time. Dude, same. Not my Twitch affiliate, don't want to brag, but uh, <coughs> pretty good. <laughs> Just haven't been out in months, so. I said I'm getting my boys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Vernon, you doing the outro? Uh, Yeah. This has been the Wake Up Super Podcast. You know, hopefully you're listening to this as you're finishing off your pot of coffee and finishing your breakfast and maybe on your way to work. And just remember, if you've got the cash, spend, spend it. it.